You are now listening to Nerd Rage Radio with Bobby Skullface and Adam Russman. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only and may not fit with your sensitive sensibilities. You may be a victim of meaningless outrage or you may, in fact, be a big ninny pants. If this is the case, please feel free to turn it off now. This is no country for ninny meat ninny pants. So crack open the mountain dew. Make sure the cheese doodles are super fresh, or in your mother's basement. It's Nerd Rage Radio. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Nerd Rage Radio with your hosts Adam Russman and Bobby Skullface. So Bobby, should we tell the folks at home like what happened yesterday? Yep. I think we should. Alright, so we sat down to record another epic episode of the podcast. We got about an hour into it. We try to break, we're trying to break the podcast up into like news and rumors, talk about whatever, and then we have our topic for like the second hour. And like we're right getting ready to start the topic, which is topic is Batman, and all of a sudden, boom, there's like a flash of light, and uh, I got a big exclamation point on my monitor, and we lost a complete hour of the podcast. And we were super pissed. Super pissed. <laughs> God, I was so mad. And so we were like, fuck it. After everything reset, let's just do the Batman part. We'll come back and do the you know the the news and rumors part. So the funny thing happened. A funny thing happened, not the funny thing. So I'm listening to Weekly Planet podcast, uh, which is a pretty cool podcast. Some awesome guys talking about comic books and movies, similar to what we're doing. And they make this joke, and it's the exact same joke that you and I made yesterday during the podcast. Great minds. I think that's what it is. Like we we were talking about uh, comic book movies on our comic book shows on TV, and we're gonna talk about it again. And we couldn't remember what TV show like channel they were on, you know. So we just kept on randomly. Like, maybe it was ABC, CBS, NBC. They did the exact same thing. I mean, the exact same joke, and it went back and forth. And I was like, motherfucker, it's a good thing we didn't release that yesterday because I'm just catching up on this podcast, which was released, you know, two days ago. And you know how people, you know, the internet would have said. Those guys totally fucking copied Weekly Planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, bullet dodged. I know, man. And then We did have some great jokes. There was, man. Never we'll, be able to remember. We'll never have it. You know? We'll never be there. I mean, everything's downhill from there. It was the best conversation ever in the history of mankind. Maybe that's why the computer just fucking flipped out and, you know, exploded. So anyway, let's move on. Uh, I see there's some uh, some EMH oh. Skullface reviews coming out though. There's a lot here. Yeah, we've we'll been doing one. That's a uh, the good Dr. Francis. You may may know him. I'm gonna have to check that out, man. I haven't, I haven't seen. I haven't watched him yet. I've been kind of busy. It's uh, the uh, TFC Predacons. Yeah, they're garbage. Uh, yeah, they're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. Right. So what uh what's your week been like? Week's been pretty pretty good. Um, the first thing I gotta say is all my new shows. Because I definitely up. I definitely didn't hear you talk about it yesterday. Yeah. So well, actually, since uh, since yesterday, I've watched another one of my my new shows. We had the season premiere of Supernatural, which I'm a, I'm a super, supernatural junkie. I kind of caught it on the humble because it was on after Smallville when I was into that abusive relationship. We need to do a Smallville episode and just how bad that show is. Yeah. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, the cast and crew. Some of the people behind them love them dearly. They really, you know, I mean, having a show for 10 years 
regardless of how bad it is at times, is is saying something. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. But uh, Supernatural, they're on season 11, and uh, I love that kind of, you know, ghouls and goblins. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you guys get that reference. You can oh, yeah. Right. Uh, so that one started out yesterday. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. started out. Um, you know, the first season was like half good, and the last half of it was kind of weak, and then the last episode, you're like, holy fuck. And then the second season had a pretty good arc, man. I, I gotta say, I was I was happy with it. It, it definitely pulled me in. Um, and the funny thing is, is Agent Carter, which I haven't watched any of them, not a single one, I, I hear that's like ten times better than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And uh, so far with season three, um, you know, they, they, they got me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy in. So, uh, and I, you know, I got Hulu, so I just can catch up on that shit anytime. Um, getting ready to, been watching The Awesomes, which is a cartoon by Seth Myers and Mike Myers, and uh, it's about a superhero team, which is pretty good. That's on Hulu as well. And shit, what else, what else came out that we talked about yesterday? I can't even remember anymore. I burnt those notes. They went up, <laughs> they, they went up in the, they went up in the fire. So, um, uh, I um I've been reading a lot. I read oh the, if, the Flash. Oh yeah, the Flash. And you were talking about. Well, well I guess we talk about that later. <laughs> like in the future, <laughs> we, we talk about uh, Joker, <laughs> Joker on Gotham. Yes. So well, let, me, let me do the Flash first. Premonitions. Premonitions. <laughs> Flash is fucking awesome. Uh, I've been really happy with that show. Uh, I think they're they're of course they're doing their own spin. They're doing their own thing. Um, I, I do love the fact that there's some callbacks to the old Flash TV show, which I liked. Uh, so that's, you know, that's going solid. Gotham, it's just weird, dude. It's not, it's, it's not good, but it's not terrible. I, it, you know, I don't even know how to explain it. You know, like when you go see a movie when you're like drunk or, you know what? Let me, let me rephrase that. If one was to get intoxicated with certain narcotics that gave them the munchies. Okay. Right. Hypothetically speaking. All right. And when that person had the munchies and they recall tasting this food and the food was so good, hypothetically speaking, like something like Denny's, right? But then when you go and you're sober, it's like shit. And it's like, God, this is shit. Why, why did I think this was so good? That's kind of how Gotham is. Like, it's like if you're really in your Batman nostalgia high and you're watching it, you're like, oh, this is pretty fun. But it just, it's just, God, I can't believe this is actually a TV show. I don't mind the penguin in it. It's a different type the, of penguin. The penguins, the penguins, good. He he does make it. I just he, hate. I hate how it's like all so convenient. Like all the supervillains yeah. know each other as kids. It's just like silly. It, it, you know it, what I mean? It is silly. The time frame's all fucked up. It's just compressed. Like Falcon. Jada Smith overacts in every scene she's in. Uh, but she's gone. She's not in the second season. Oh, thank God. Yeah, she she is. Yeah, she is an overactor. Was that, she, was that over the top? Absolutely. Probably because she's going to find her way into a DC movie. That's what she, she was like plotting on that not too long ago. God, I, I hope not. It was just, she's just weird in it. She's not like, a good actress. She's a, like, she's, a, she's, a, she's a TV actress. Yeah. Like Falcone is, is, uh, he's already out of the picture. Spoiler alert. And, uh, Maroney is already dead. You know, like, and that's, you know, that's, and Maroney, Batman, you know, helped put away Maroney. So the Flash is the Flash. It's the Flash though. Flash is good. Uh, Heroes Reborn. Uh, so far, I'm like meh. You know, if it doesn't have Jeff Loeb attached to it, I'm not really you know, that super excited. Haven't started watching Arrow yet. That's on my next to do. And also, 
in the future, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Arrow, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Have you watched any of that yet? Uh, no. The, the first no. the first season's solid. The second season's even more solid. The third season was like, it's again, it's like, it's like, oh, we, you know, we had this idea for a show. It was really good. We didn't think we were going to get two seasons out of it. I have a hard like, time with TV. Fuck, it worked. Now what? I have a real hard time with it. Yeah. I think the only TV programs that I've been able to get into outside of like HBO stuff has been Rescue Me. I'm a big Dennis yeah. Leary fan. Yeah, awesome. Um, Oscar, I mean, called me Dennis Leary for months and months and months. Uh, and who else? Uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, Breaking Bad. And I think those have been the only two. Like, uh, I'm just not a big TV guy. Like, uh, it's just it's the it's the melodrama, it's too much for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm a big TV guy. I mean, I like sit I like sitting down and watching like two or three episodes at a time. And actually, Hulu just did this thing now. You can pay like extra four bucks without not have commercials for a month. I'm like fucking sign me up. Thirteen bucks a month to watch fucking all my shows in forty minutes. Hell yeah. Like I I, I don't have enough time. I can stomach Daredevil on Netflix, but even Daredevil on Netflix has its melodramatic moments. You know, like, it's it's far and above the cut, you know, of regular superhero television, but it still has its moments where I'm like, this feels like TV. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't mind the TV the TV field. The one thing about, um, it, it's funny, uh, now that I'm watching TV without commercials, you, you actually realize that the, the formula of commercials is probably necessary. Like, I find myself, like, while watching a TV show, like picking up my phone and like scrolling on my phone, it's like <laughs> normally like the commercial behavior because I need a little bit of break before I get back into it, or maybe I'm just fucking weird. I don't know. Or we're just addicted to our fucking Dude, devices. I, 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 I've actually literally been thinking about getting an old flip phone and get rid of my smartphone just to see what it's really? like. Just to, just to, just for a fucking social experiment to myself. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah. So so far, the Flash is probably the best sh- the best show that I've seen uh, out there. Supernatural, I, I I love it, but it's it's the same recipe over and over again. It's like the same chocolate chip cookies I love, fucking eating, you know, killing monsters and. I think you know. there was a supernatural convention going on at TFCon oh. Chicago um, last year when I was there. Like I think like it was on the bottom floor and we were on the first floor. It was on the first floor and we were on the bottom floor or something like that. Oh really. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of trench coats and oh yeah, a lot yeah. of like jean yeah. type jeans, like the big black pants, like the. I mean, it looks like a dog's. It's like a dog's been chasing them all the way home. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a character that wears a trench coat in uh, in Supernatural. He's, he's an angel. Oh, he's, there's he's, a lot of like, there's a lot of like this like. The but he's got like a suit goth. and tie. He's got like a suit and tie and like a you know like a proper you know trench coat. Oh no, nah, they eighty six that. Oh man. But there was, I guess, like one of the actors that was on it. it was like uh, he was kind of a cool guy. Like, uh, yeah, they're both like, they're both funny dudes, man. Like I talked to the dude. Like he went right past me. And we talked like for for a brief minute, and like I had no idea who the fuck he was. So that's probably he probably enjoyed the conversation because he's you know used to getting bombarded. Because like after he left me, like people just started screaming. <laughs> was he? And I was tall? like, I, I mean, I was thought he tall or yeah, like long yeah, hair. Uh, it wasn't too long. He was like a pretty boy type. Well, I mean, everybody um, on TV is a pretty true but he was like uh he was on a little razor scooter and i thought that was bizarre but you know 
<laughs> there was a fucking supernatural convention going on and a transformer convention going on. So it's, it felt like, you know, winning room. Maybe he was a transformer fan, you know? I thought he was awfully skinny for a transformer fan. All right, is this is this the guy right now? I just sent you I'm sending you a little pic. Hold on. Yeah, wait for it. Now everybody out there in the internet land can wait for it too. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's uh, him? That's, that was him? No, I haven't I haven't it, there it just came. Mm, I don't think so. Do they have short hair? Yeah. All right, that's uh, I don't even know his name, man. It's doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah, they're both cool dudes. I I I buy them a beer. Hey man, I like your show. Yeah, they were. Right. I mean, the guy was alright. I mean, I I had no idea. It was just like a high and buy type of thing. Like, hey, how you doing? Like, what are you here for? Oh, Supernatural. All right. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, that happens. So, all right. So, uh, I read. That's all for TV. Read, what did What did you read? I read Infinite Crisis: The Omnibus. I finished uh, it. Yeah. Um, I bet it was epic. It was. It was it all was, built together. It was, it was, <laughs> I'm gonna be surprised to hear how much you like it. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was really good. It was surprisingly good. Like, and and the depth of it was yeah. fucking awesome. And and reading it that way, uh, I was able to really appreciate just how much went into it. Because like we we had talked and we talked we talked about this as recently as yesterday, and then we we've also talked about it you know years ago when this shit came out that. It just seems so convoluted and confusing when it first yeah. came out. Yeah. Um, but reading it in concert with all the other books and, and the way that they feel as though you should read it, uh, it was really quite good and huge in scope and like had some really powerful moments. And uh, you know, it was it was it was good. It, it was interesting. There's like this one book they included. I can't remember the, the name of it now. And if the book wasn't so heavy, I'd pick we, it up. We remembered it yesterday. Um, but there's like, it, it, yeah, it was like infinite crisis, you know, something companion or something like that. And it's just a one twenty-two page book and it explains everything. And I can't understand why they didn't put that in the original trade of infinite crisis. Because they want you to buy so, the, they want you to buy the omnibus maybe. Yeah. But the omnibus didn't come out for like two or three years later. That's how they keep you in the hook, man. Yes. But say they, the, the thing was, was like, uh, they're, it, it they're, explains they're everything. Playing. They're playing the long con, man. It explains and, Luther's, uh, Alexander Luther's, like, motivations. It explains Superman's motivations. It explains, um, you know, how Superboy moved all the planets and why he did it, you know, in order to, to spark off the Ram Vangarian War and move Oa out of the center of the universe. And yeah. It was just stuff that was so important to the context of that book. You know, where you're, like... I was just like, what the fuck does any of this, well, why is the specter here? You know, like, it's just like, like, it, like it explains so much. Why is the specter anywhere anymore? You know um, I mean? Well, in this one, like, like, uh, they, like, Alexander Luther unleashes this, this evil spirit because the specter isn't connected to the proper host. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And once the specter takes the evil spirit host, then it becomes like an agent of like kind of Luther's master plan. An agent of Darkness. I bet Darkness. I'm just gonna take a wild guess here, but I bet there was a really cool Batman Superman interaction that you really enjoyed. There was. I just can't remember if we talk about it later on or if we talk about it in the beginning of the show. I'm pretty sure it was in the beginning of the show. Okay. Um if I if I if I end up talking about this a little bit later on, because my my short term memory isn't the best anymore. But um okay, so there's this really cool scene where the Joker and uh the Supreme 
try to bring birds back to this team. And it happens in different crisis. And just reading it all, it just made it a little bit more powerful. And he's talking to Batman. He's talking about how, like, look, like, you know, we backed away and we let you have your go. And look what you guys have done. You've got heroes that act like villains. You've got, um, you know, Boy Robin's dying. You have uh, Batgirls getting fucking paralyzed. You have, uh, you know, Superman. But not raped. Not raped. Not raped at all. Superman dies at Doomsday's hands. Like, you have all this shit going on. Like, you guys have lost your way. Um, Everything about your universe is the opposite of ours. Now, this this was Earth, like the old school, golden age Superman. Right. And Batman turns to him. Like, in the whole time, you kind of think that Batman's buying into his bullshit. And Batman turns to him and says, so, tell me. The Dick Grayson of your universe. Is he a bad guy? And he's like, nope. And Batman's like, didn't think so. And that's how he calls Superman's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) So fucking awesome. (laughs) Because, of course, your boy, Rhyme, is a fucking villain. Yeah. Is that the first, like, villain-esque Superman we've ever really had? I'm trying to think. Was there ever, like, a really big... I mean, now we have the... The injustice, kind of like the yeah, but that wasn't that wasn't a proper Superman. That was like another yeah. villain who just like looked like Superman. You know, they they tied him into a, a a villain back in the day. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, so that was good. And then I read the Siege. Um, yeah, which was pretty good. That's that's uh, Asgard hanging hanging out above like Kansas or some shit. Yes, and uh, it's the end of the Dark Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the, for me, like the, the whole cool aspect of that book was the, uh, like what happens with Sentry. Sentry's like a really cool character to me. And like, they go into his backstory on it, how like, uh, you know, they're, they're like, do you know, do you even know who the Sentry is? And this person's like, yeah, he was, his name is Robbie such and such. He was a little boy and broke into the lab and found the chemicals. Yeah. And uh, and he's like, no, not what not what they told you. Do you know who he really is? And like, it turns out like he was like a fucking drug addict. Yeah. He broke into this lab looking for drugs and found this chemical, this magic potion. Yeah. <laughs> so so it it depends on like who's writing the century of what his you know. There's one. He was a superhero back in the day, and like he's he's so powerful, he rewrote his own history and erased himself from everybody's mind. I mean, that was like the original thing. And then like the, what you're talking about now that Norman Norman Osborn uh, like let him know and had him working for the Dark Avengers. It, and then like later, I think in Fear itself, no, it wasn't in Fear itself. There's one with Molecule Man, and he's basically the same powers as Molecule Man. Yeah, they talk about that, I think. But now, they, like, Molecule Man in um, in the, the, the end of Marvel, whatever they do for the reboot, he's like, he really is super special. <laughs> like, yeah, like, he, like, like, in all the different Marvel universes, the, all the Molecule Mans are, like, the same dude. Like, yeah. he coexists, and there's only ever one Molecule Man, and he's the same one. He's like a universe bomb. You know, um, so so that was like the really cool bit about that. It was actually a decent book. It was a decent book. It was a decent read. Like, um, 
seeing Sentry rip Ares in half. Yeah. It's pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, pretty badass, man. Yeah, it's a pretty cool book. It's a, it's a pretty good book. But unfortunately, it's all downhill from there with the Marvel events. I've been trying to catch up on my Marvel events. and I, I, read... can't, I can't do it, man. I, I'll, I'll catch up on Marvel events through the, through the movies and the TV shows. <laughs> right. So I read Fear Itself. I did read that. That was okay. Yeah. Um, the whole proper Odin son. I don't know if that if uh, that has been referenced yeah. before. Big, big brother Odin. Big, yeah. big brother bad guy Odin who lives on fear. Yeah, thrives on your fears. Like, you know what my big problem with that book was? It, like, this is the end. Can't get any worse. Oh, okay, it's worse now. Now, this is the (laughs) real end. Yeah. Can't get any worse than this. Oh, nope, nope, nope. Guess what? It's worse. Yeah. And this is truly the end. And then, of course, it all gets cleaned up at the end. I don't even know how they fucking beat him. It didn't, like, Thor die or some shit. I can't remember. It didn't die or show that we talk about this, but um, (laughs) I, I, I think that, like, you know, one of the things that we're, we're really missing out on is the fact for these individual characters to have the time and space away from the rest of the continuity to build their own problems, their own, you know, adventures, for lack of a better word, their own trials and tribulations that then can pay off in a big event. Yeah. You just have an event after event. You don't have, like, that investment in those characters. Like, I, I think that we're getting back to that a little bit, like, with uh, Spider-Verse, which I haven't read, but uh, it's on my, my list. Um, you know, where it's like Spider-Man is like facing like his own shit. And like, if, if more of these characters could like go through their own things and then bits and pieces of those trials and tribulations like pay off in big ways at like a big event, I think you'd see people more vested. But when it's just like, you know, fucking, it seems like the siege ends and fucking fear itself begins. And it's like, yeah. you know, like these guys don't even get a chance to like, they, they've gone through nothing between the two to make it stick do you think that they're gonna you know this last uh, secret wars is going to and the reset is going to pull that down now because basically all the characters that we kind of know we know a concept or idea of them but we don't know their backstories or how it's rewritten maybe we'll get some time to learn the characters again maybe Uh, i think that secret war is gonna make or, or break um all this shit in a lot of ways. Like, yeah. I, th- I think it could set a good tone for Marvel to kind of start over. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've seen companies start over and make it convoluted again. You know, like, I feel like DC is way more convoluted now than it was pre-New 52. Because at least, like, it was like, look, this all happened, you know? And now it's like, well, some of it happened. The Batman stuff happened because that sold well. And the Green Lantern stuff happened because that sold well. Yeah. The rest of the, the Superman stuff, some of it happened, but we had this lawsuit, so some of it didn't happen. Yeah, and the rest of that shit didn't sell extremely well, so none of that happened. Yeah, you know? like it's just, it's just silly. Well, you know what, man? Like the the thing that's interesting about comic books is that that separated Marvel from everybody else is the shared universe and in continuity through these different pulp releases. You know, but you know what I think? I think like that the market and uh, our access to this has gotten to the point where we know who these characters are at their core. We don't really need to have a continuation of continuity. Let's just have Elseworld books. Let's just yeah. Well, do that's, that's that's what DC's doing. But I mean, it's, let's just do it. For, let's just do it all the time. And, and you know what? And you know what? We can, we can reference like some of them. 
and then like not reference some other ones. Uh, but that, that's because 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 guess what? It's all imaginary anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, what they're it, trying to do, though. Like, yeah. That's what DC is trying to do. They're trying to move into a straight Elseworlds, like self-contained story like, arcs. With, like with the, with the Earth One. No, with their regular continuity. Really? Yeah, that's what they're trying to move towards. They're trying to move towards just straight, you know, beginning, middle, end stories that are self-contained, may play into continuity, may not, and they may call on it, they may not. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. I think that there's a lot of promise there, and I think that you'll capture a lot of readers. Because I think if you have, like, the the random... Uh... Uh random comic book guy come into your store and you know when the the such and such movie is playing and say you know well hey ant-man's coming out what ant-man can i read well here's a number of different stories they're not necessarily connected you can read any of them just the same and they're all self-contained and they're all beginning middle and end and and, you know i think that that would sell really well yeah i mean like you know we were talking to what's his face from dc this is several years ago at a baltimore comic-con um Dan, uh, Dio, whatever his name is. And I remember we were like, hey, man, listen, we would love to, uh, you know, we really think that you guys should do more just graphic novels and, you know, big trade paperbacks and get away from the Lucy's. And he looked dead at us like, yeah, that's exactly the opposite direction that we want to go in. Yeah. And we're like, why? I mean, like, dude, here, here we are. We are probably some of the youngest guys in, in at the time that was in the hall where he was speaking. There's a lot of old cats there. You know what I mean? Not to say there wasn't like another 19-year-old or 20-year-old or whatever, but from the majority of the guys, they're all like these you know, 40, 45-year-old guys that have been in collecting comics for years. They're really invested in that habit of collecting comics. They're going to continue to buy the loose covers and stuff like that. But for guys like you and me, you know, we, we've grown past that. We don't have the fucking room to, to you know, buy yeah. a bunch of Lucy's. And in any yeah. comic book store you go into, they just have like a fucking... There's so many titles out now, and there's so much shit, and there's just tons and tons of loose comic books. It doesn't, you don't, you can't even display them. You got to display them in a box. You can't like put them on a proper shelf. And you know, collectors like you who collect more, you know, volumes of graphic novels and trade paperbacks. You got bookshelves displaying your shit. If you want to, if you want to go read, it's got a printed binding. You can sit down and kind of sink your teeth into something and not fucking. Let me open the plastic bag. Let me slide the loose thing out of there. Oh, look, right. this, you know, I, I got to get some more white back backings. And the other thing now And, is, I mean, even before that, it's like, let me find it. Oh, it's not in this box. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's not in this box. Do you remember the time that we took, like, a whole fucking weekend to organize my Lucy collection? And I've only got, like, 12 boxes of comics. You know what I mean? Like, the big-ass boxes. Yep. Do you remember that? I got the, yep. We had, like, the boards and... Was it your, uh, your old house? Yeah, yeah, my, my row house. And it's just like... That was like, hey man, I got a, got a, I got a, got a job. It'll take us like forty-eight hours, but there'll be free beer and let's organize some comic books. And like, you know what? I haven't gone back and like read a single one from any of those since that day because I had anything that I want to read, I went and bought the trade paperback because that's too much of a fucking bother. I'd rather spend double money, you know? Yeah. So that's what I want to see. Well, well, not only that, but like, uh, you know, I, I think that there'd be some hype, you know, like. You've got four Batman titles coming out every month. You know, I think that people get spoiled with that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. if if you had four Batman books come out a year, yeah, I'd be I'd be down. I mean, I'd I'd be there opening day every fucking release. Yeah. I remember one time, wasn't there like five or six Spider-Man books coming out? 
No, no, there was four. There's one coming out every week. Amazing Spider-Man, oh, yeah, Spectacular right. Spider-Man, Web of Spider-Man, Spider-Man. and Spider-Man. You know, that's yep. uh, yeah, it's crazy, crazy. Yes. Um, and then I read, I started reading uh, Axis, but I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, but it's it's not very good. Which one is it's Axis? Is it the X Men? It's it's the X Men Avengers thing with Red Onslaught. Um, oh, just yeah. like Red Skull with. Hey, why not? Yeah. Hey, have you been? Hey, excuse. Hey, have you been Onslaught yet? No. Okay. Cool. Well, got, it's funny. Got, be- got another storyline for you. Speaking <laughs> of Red Onslaught, um, he's going to be the builder figure for the next Marvel Legends wave. Really? Um, and it looks like a badass wave. Like, and I may be, I, I, I may, in all fairness, be uh, biased because we're getting a rogue. Yeah. Yeah, she looks oh, fucking awesome. She really. looks perfect. I want to take that. In. I mean, what? She looks perfect. Like, I, I, I was just working on my first custom figure this week, which was going to be a rogue. <laughs> like, I got the joints all sanded down. I got, like, all oh, this man. shit done. And, yes. like, and then I saw this picture. But it's cool. I'll just make it something else now. Because um, I didn't start, like, any, like, hardcore work. Um, But, like, holy shit, she looks good. Yeah. She does. She looks awesome. Hey, real quick, before we jump into the toys, because we might be in there for a second, you hear about the updated MS- MCU timeline? No. Uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe? No. Religion. All right, so we got May 6th is, of course, Captain America Civil War. We're all excited about that. 2016. November 4th, 2016 is Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, good to go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. November 4th, Doctor 2006. Strange. Doctor Strange. My bad. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 comes out May 5th, 2017. Our untitled Spider-Man, Irving Spider-Man, comes out July 28th, 2017. Thor Ragnarok comes out November 3rd, 2017. Black Panther comes out February 16th, 2018. So this that's almost two years from seeing Black Panther in Civil War before you see him again. Eh. 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 And then May 24, May 4, 2018, so this is like, you know, two months later, you got Avengers Infinite War, Infinity War Part 1. July 6, 2018, you got Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a long time, too. I mean, it's like three years before, between Ant-Man movies. It's kind of shocking. March 8, 2019, you got uh, Captain Marvel, which is going to be the female Captain Marvel. Um... Uh, Avenger, I guess I guess it's sexist that I had to say that, wasn't it? It was sexist, gosh. I mean, like I, like you know, sorry, guys, you know. Um, Avengers: Infinity War Part Two, uh, May third, so that's a almost a year to the day, 2019. And then The Inhumans, July 12th, 2019. We got three untitled films: May 1st, 2020, July 10th, 2020, and November 6th, 2020. So they're doing a solid three three films a year, man. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, for the except, most part. Except 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 2016, they only have two. Yeah. So what's up with that, man? I don't know. That seems weird. But we got two DC movies, so or three DC. Maybe three that's. DC. Well, they no, do two DC movies. So Suicide Squad and uh. And, what you call it. and then we got two Marvel movies from Fox next year too. Yeah, so maybe that's the reason. I mean, they're still affiliated with Marvel somehow, some way. Yeah. So. But um, uh, yeah. 
yeah, I'm excited about all this. Yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp. That's new. Yeah. Um, it's, it's and I feel like they pushed Inhumans back. If I could be wrong. I I think so too, which is weird because Inhumans is like the focus of Agents of Shield. Yeah. You know, it's really it's just it's odd to me. Like, and I and I talked about well, I I didn't talk about this yesterday, um, but I do know that there's kind of like this thing where you have the Marvel film cinematic universe, you have the Marvel ABC Cinematic Universe, which is affiliated with the Marvel Film Cinematic Universe, but Phil Coulson will never appear in a movie. And then you have the Netflix Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is loosely based off the other two, but they're not going to cross. You know, like, there's not going to be a Punisher in the movie. There's going to be a Punisher TV show. You have the Jessica Jones. No, I think that they're going to cross. I don't think they're going to blatantly cross. I think they're going to loosely... No, they're going to blatantly cross. Like when? Which, which I don't know. Film? That was in some article. They're going to blatantly cross. Like the, the Netflix and Marvel will blatantly cross. The, the, mo- TV, the, shows, the TV shows, like though on regular cable, will just be referenced. Okay, we'll see. We because like see. The, they're going to tie, supposedly they're going to tie the Defenders into Infinity War at some point. Yeah, kind of like how they tied, you know, uh, Daredevil with the Shatari. War and no, Thor's no, hammer. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. no. Like it's going to be more. Defenders, more than that. The defenders are going to be in one of the Infinity Wars. Okay. All right. Well, here's hoping. I mean, I hope they caught. I mean, Lady Lady Sith has been Sif has been in uh, Agents Shield twice, um, and that's pretty much it. So, we'll see what happens. But I do wish Car- Coulson. I mean, he's a cool character. I, I like. I like him. Likeable dude. So. Yeah, it is weird how they did that, though. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about toys? Yeah, there's just a like uh, you know, New York Comic Con is going on this weekend, so there's probably more updates just as you're listening to this. But there's just tons of good looking shit, like the Play Arts Kai BVS line. Like they revealed Armored Batman and Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. They look fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um. There's a, there's a line of S.H. Figwarts cartoon-accurate turtles. Yep. Holy Sexy. shit, do they look perfect. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. they're going to they're gonna be articulated as hell, you know what I mean? Did you, uh, did you see the old-looking, though, the old-looking Han Solo? Yeah, that's a Black Series figure. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, man. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm telling you, I'm thinking about backing, backing out of Black Series. You're going to back out of Black? Yeah, once you, I guess once you go black, you can go back. Yeah, I, I, I am, uh, yeah, not a fan. Rogue, yeah, I'm not either. I, the I'm Rogue gonna, and Captain I, America looks awesome, though. I think I'm just going to do the Fig Arts, Star Wars stuff. I, I'm sorry to say the Transformers look like shit. Like, why well, can't they get a fucking Bruticus right, man? Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's the, just their combiner wars repeats. But, like, I'll tell you, the Hardhead and the Skull Cruncher look pretty good. Um, the Galvatron, is, I don't think, looks that bad. See, I, I think people are pretty split on that one. Like, I think some people really like him, some people really I, don't. I, I only can see one angle, so I don't know. Um, oh, look, it, uh, there's another Bumblebee. Isn't that amazing? Where? Thank God. Um, it's like the Camaro, the old Camaro bum, Bumblebee. Just like on, you know, I'm looking on the, I'm, I'm on Superhero Hype looking at the uh, pics right now. Yeah, but like, I like the brain, like the hardhead, the, the headmaster guy, the green tank. Mm-hmm. He looks pretty good. And Skull Cruncher, the alligator headmaster, he looks pretty good. Um, so I'll probably pick both of those up. 
Uh, I don't know about any of this other shit. I might get, I don't know, like, see, it's like, okay, the rewind looks okay for Blaster. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I, the more I look at it and I see, like, the forearms and the way that the hand is just kind of molded into the forearm and all that, like, stuff like that irritates me. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. The Galvatron doesn't do it for me. It's well, just... it, there's isn't there two different Galvatrons? One's, like, a ship, and then one is, is the actual no, it's, battle it's, cannon? It's just, no, it's just a triple changer. Oh, yeah, no, oh. I'm not, now I'm not as excited. Last I just feel like that's too. I feel like that's cheating. But like that, uh, that Wonder Woman. Very Goga Moga. Yeah. I'm all I over mean, that. You mean the Rogue one or the Wonder Woman? Oh, the Wonder Woman. Uh, uh, the Play Arts Kai one. Yeah, yeah. I think the Batman and the Superman looks um, looks better than the, the, the last version. It's still a little stylized. The Batman's on the money. He does look like a sad panda, though. Yeah, he's got like a, he's got like a bit of a slouch. Yeah. It looks good, though. They both look good. I'm in. I'm in for all of them. I don't know if I'll get Armored Batman. That's the only one I don't know if I'll get. Really? Yeah, like, I just don't know if I need, like, you know, they're, they're just at the price point. I'll probably just go with Batman. Mm-hmm. It'll depend. If it if it looks phenomenal and I can't help myself, then fine. Yeah. Uh, the Star Wars Black Series stuff looks like par for the course. Then the, like, these Mortal Kombat figures, like, I don't know if these are figures or statues. They look like figures, but I don't know. I can't tell. They look good, though. The Scorpion, Sub-Zero, and Goro. Goro's definitely a figure. Oh, yeah, they're figures because Goro's got like, a little ab crunch thing going on, right? Yeah, he's definitely got like uh, some ball joints in there for and like uh, double jointed knees. Get, so I don't know. To get you ninety degrees. Get you. They get you ninety degrees. <laughs> so to hear about, uh, well, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go to random things before I forget. Um, hear how little tidbits about Lex Luthor from the Batman Batman v that he's Lex Junior. Yeah, he is Lex Junior. Well, he's Alexander Joseph Luthor, but he didn't start Lex Corp. I don't know if is he Lex Junior for 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 sure. For real? He's, Ale- he's Alexander Luther Jr. That, that was the article I read. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if, uh, like, we'll have the bald, like, old, like, has cancer, Lex. Um, I don't know. Movie. I mean, it kind of makes sense if you think about it. Like, you know, with the way that this universe is set up with LexCorp being so established with uh, Batman having been retired for 20 years or whatever. Yeah. Like... It does make sense that LexCorp would have already been started by someone else, you know. Yeah. Like, so, so I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And now, do you think he's going to be a, you know, kind of a, a badass? Like, uh, I mean, like, is you think Lex Luthor and Batman had were at odds at one time 20 years ago? Hmm. Hmm. That would be interesting. It would be. Uh, let's see what else did we talk about yesterday? <laughs> um. I want to save that one bit for last. I don't even know what, what we're talking about. Oh, you know what bit I'm talking about. <laughs> um, Cartoon Network confirms new Justice League animation. Oh, yes. Um, it's, been and, ten, it's been 10 years, dude, since that show has went off the air. 10 years. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. And supposedly it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit around the time of, like, DC Cinematic Universe starts popping off with Suicide Squad next year, so... It'll be like a correlated front. I, I think I saw character designs for the, the the big seven, and they looked good. Really, I haven't seen them yet. Yeah, I think I think uh, Mega Eight One posted them. I just don't know where he posted them, but they looked good. Um, you know, it's it's 
We don't know if Bruce Tim is attached yet, though, right? Like, yeah, that's the I mean, big that's, question. That's, I mean, he's got to be. He's got to be. I mean, that guy, like, think. basically owns, you know, their animated anime. Division. Yeah, I mean, like, that would that would be foolish if, if, if he wasn't involved. Unless he's, like, retiring. You know what I mean? I, don't I, mean, I mean, like, you think about it. Like, maybe you're like, all right, man, I'm out. That last Batman show sucked. <laughs> you know, that beware the Batman. Um, so, see, see what see what happens. Um, Marvel, I mean, uh, the He-Man Masters of the Universe classics, like, filmation versions. They look pretty cool. They do. They look very cartoon accurate. But they look pretty pricey. But they're $40 a pop. Yeah, man. And they're fucking... Half sold out already on BBTS. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I can't do it. Hey, speaking of, of uh, He-Man, did you see that Fall of uh, Grayskull preview or movie or whatever yet? I mean, I saw the trailer for it. I haven't seen the movie. I mean, is it? it I, 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 I guess they're selling it on iTunes or something or someplace. Yeah. There's reviews of it. I ain't going to lie, man. I kind of want to see it. Yeah, I'd love to see it. I just don't know if I want to spend money on it. Yeah, that fucked up, man. Like if we if we went and did some some movie or something, you know, we would want somebody to spend money on our shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they definitely put some work into it. So, I don't know, man. It look, it looks interesting. I might, I might, you know, I I, I throw a couple bucks at it. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I I think the problem is is like it's so far removed, right? So like. You gotta go. You gotta get your credit card. You gotta enter it in online. You gotta pay for. It, you gotta wait for shipping. You got I think like if I came across it at a con for like five or ten bucks, I might pick it up. Well, it's um, it's probably already there for five or ten bucks. Fucking probably pirating assholes. So, well, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, let's see what else is going on. Marvel Comics teases Civil War number two, uh, or part two rather, where it looks like Falcon is Captain America versus yeah. Iron Man, which I'm. Which I'm guessing is just to add fuel to the money earning fire that it will be Civil War of next year. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. You know, like all right. McNiven McNiven did the trailer art for it though, like the teaser art for it, so that's promising. Yeah. I can yeah. watch that guy draw Archie. I mean, do do you find Falcon to be that interesting of a character? No. But I, I mean, think he's a cool character. I just don't think that he's like a you know, but but you know, like like in all fairness, Captain America is like a pivotal point of the Civil War story. Yeah, but he's not like a huge character in the story itself. Yeah, like like in the happenings. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. You know, so I, I don't know. I, I'll definitely like. I, I mean, I'll give it a read. I'll buy it and trade. I'll trade weighted, of course. But like, uh, it's, it's. I think it's. It's just that like, I think it's. It's the fact that it's the sequel and it's McNiven, and I think I could. As long as everything shakes out well from Secret Wars, I'm pretty sure I'm. Like here, here, like I know that you know Falcon becomes Captain America, and Bucky's been Captain America, and Punisher's been Captain America, and you know, Captain America's been Captain America. But the, the funny thing is, is like, all right, so are you guys making Captain America Falcon because the relation that's going on is to have a black Captain America? But there is already a black Captain America. Like they tested the secret. Uh, soldier serum on uh, a black dude first before Steve Rogers, and then like he had a grandson who somehow inherited his power. That's why the like the uh, what is the young uh, JLA or not JLA? Jesus, face bomb like the Young Avengers or whatever. There's like a, a Captain America there that's black. Why can't they just make him grown up and make him Captain America if they want? Well, because they've already invested. They've already invested into Falcon in the cinematic universe. Is, I mean, is that is that the reason? 
that would be my guess. I mean, like, you know, that that's that's the kind of the argument of what's going on, right? Of of it's it's like kind of twofold. Like what's going on in Marvel Comics and what's going on in IDW versus yeah. Hasbro. Yeah. So like it used to be that Marvel movies were riding the coattails of Marvel Comics. And with the success of the Marvel movies, now Marvel Comics are kind of riding the coattails of Marvel movies. Um and it kind of went the same way with Hasbro and IDW in terms of Transformers. Like Hasbro was riding the coattails of IDW, which was making leaps and strides in Transformer fiction the first time it's ever been done really in 30 years, if you ask me. Yeah. And now IDW is riding, you know, Hasbro has taken over half of IDW's Transformer books and it's reversed. And Hasbro's already ruined that half. Yeah. So I, I, my only concern is that you know, if Hollywood stops following the books and starts following their heart, it could be a problem for Marvel movies. Mm. Well, I don't know, man. I mean, Hasbro's a different machine than I yeah, think for the, sure. the Marvel. For sure. I mean, just like the 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 reason why people are involved. But I mean, it's it is a problem. You know, you never know what'll happen. So, did we did we talk about? You know Spielberg and last, or did that get erased as well? I think that got erased, but if 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 <laughs> if, if it didn't, if it didn't, um, ah, how can we recreate the magic? <laughs> how can that even happen? Ah, uh, how do we how do we get on Spielberg real quick? Well, so he recently said in a, a article. He needed to clarify. He recently said in an interview, he said uh, that he thinks the comic book movies will go the way of the Western. And before you you start this too much, hold on one second. Sorry, guys. I just want to save it in case it blew up again. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I think Spielberg is so powerful when he heard us talking shit about us. You know, he just like closed his eyes and and put his finger to his head and, uh, you know, and. Yeah, not uh, not unlike uh, Professor Xavier closing <laughs> his eyes and putting his fingers to his head and making Moria McTaggart give him a rim job in the future. <gasps> did we talk about that in that part? Or did I get a race too? <laughs> no, that did not get a race. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys are in for a fucking treat. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we um, should record all of coming. our podcasts backwards. Like do the do the first half. You know, and then go back and do the prequel. And, so, and it worked for Star Wars, right? It did. It did. Because <laughs> the prequels turned out great. Um, oh, so man. here's this Here's this Spielberg. Here's the article I'm just going to read. Okay. So now, while speaking with USA Today, Spielberg offers up more of the same sentiments. In clarifying earlier statements, oh, goddamn pop-up commercials. Fucking bullshit. Um, now, while speaking with USA okay. In clarifying earlier statements he was thought to have said about the film industry as a whole, Spielberg offers that he was actually talking about the collapse of superhero films. Clarify, I didn't ever predict the implosion of the film industry at all, he explains. I simply predicted that a number of blockbusters in one summer, those big sort of tentpole superhero movies, there was going to come a time when two or three or four of them in a row didn't work. That's really all I said. I didn't say the film industry was ever going to end because of them. Spielberg also continued with mention again of comparisons to the Western. The superhero genre doesn't have the legs or the longevity of the Western, which was around since the beginning of film and only started to wither and shrivel in the 60s. Spielberg comments caused Batman vs. Superman, Zack Snyder, and Marvel Studios president and producer Kevin Feige to respond. Regarding Snyder's response, 
which also contained a jab at Marvel. Snyder said he felt Batman and Superman were bigger than the superhero genre. Damn. I concur. I do too. Kevin Feige's own response didn't seem to worry some about the matter. As Feige stated, if Spielberg words hold true, that would mean Marvel is still in its infancy. Yeah. Here, here's my beef with, with Spielberg's statement. First off, I think he's backpedaling. You know? Uh, you know, it, it's... Whatever. You, know, you said what you said. Second off, your your analogy towards Western... Is that the right term? Is analogy? That's what I'm going for, right? No, it's not analogy. It's uh, an example. Um, the example of the Westerns, like, there's, like, more superhero in comic book history now, like, you know, 80-some years, 83 years of Superman or, or whatever the fuck it is. Like, that is a longer period of time than, like, the West was wild in the real world. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I just don't, I don't feel like, you know, we're just cracking the surface of this or, you know, with the movies. And, yeah, Westerns had their fad that, that when they capture the imagination of a certain generation but I mean that you know comic books have been capturing the imagination of several generations and they continue to capture the imagination of the next generation it's not like the people who were into western just kind of grow up because grow up because howdy doody isn't fucking popular on tv anymore I mean this this has been going on for a while it's been a kind of a proven thing already so and then third of all I think this you know Spielberg's a little super jelly bro. It was the last fucking movie that he made that was any good. Well, see, that's what we were talking about yesterday. I mean, in the was, future. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, was that, uh, you know, like he hasn't really had a big summer movie since, like um, for, for regular audiences, like he did like, re, re, you know, uh, Return to Ren 1010 or something. But like Ten-ten. his last like, his his last like big summer movie was War of the Worlds and it sucked. I, I didn't think World, uh, War of the Worlds was that bad. Um, it just it it was what it was. I mean, it wasn't anything horrible. Um, oh my god, I think it was something horrible. I I, ugh, I was bored out of my mind, and then I was like, this is stupid. Like it was just like <laughs> these big giant saucer octopuses <laughs> like <laughs> making transformer sounds. Well, you know. It, it was one of those things where everybody said it was fucking horrible and was so bad. And then I watched it, I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I expected it to be. It wasn't that. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't like the the previews tricked me. Like, oh, this is oh, this is going to be a good movie. Plus, you know, he had Tom. Tom I'm crazy as a sack full of cats. Cruz to head up the whole project. I know, like, man. Last Samurai was the last good movie he fucking did. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, and then we were talking about how, like, um, you know, like maybe Spielberg should just shut the fuck up and work on his own cinematic universe. Yeah. So, so what we have in in store is that, um, uh, the <laughs> the uh, Lincoln is gonna Lincoln is gonna return from the dead. That's right. He's going to he's gonna be resurrected. Maybe with the power of the crystal skulls from Indiana Jones, that resurrects Lincoln. Lincoln will come back, yep. and he comes back during World War II times. He kills all the Nazis. That's right. And then with him and him and Liam Neeson go on like a like vengeance rampage throughout throughout the time space continuum with Rufio, who didn't actually <laughs> die by hook. With Rufio, and uh, ET uh, comes down to Earth, but he's actually with all the ETs come at once. Liam Neeson, Rufio, and, and make all the guns turn into radios. <laughs> Liam Neeson, Rufio, yep. and Lincoln consider it to be a threat 
and annihilate the entire alien species that is E.T. in a bloodbath. Um, and then at the end, they realize the error in their ways that they just had turned into the monsters that they initially destroyed when they fought the Nazis. Nazis. So um, they decide to redeem themselves, and they turn on the TV looking for a bigger threat and what's on the TV. Poltergeist. And at, at that and at that at that moment, Indiana Jones comes in, helps Lincoln Rubio and uh Liam Neeson defeat the poltergeist, but unfortunately Shia LaBeouf is killed in the process. Absolutely. And clapping. Because <laughs> he just tells you to do it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he, whatever. Yesterday is, you said tomorrow. Whatever so just it is, it's, it's gonna kill do it. Shia LaBeouf. That one part when he starts like taking his hand and putting it into his other hand, like while he's doing like a power squat, like my my wife and I wa- probably watched like fifty different you know um, you know videos on YouTube of him you know setting that up or whatever compilation. Yeah. That's the word compilation. There's your word for the day, kids. So all of our heroes are lined up. Shia LaBeouf is like in a pickle. <laughs> and the only way to kill uh, the poltergeist is to also kill Shia LaBeouf at the same time. Shia LaBeouf's just screaming, just do it! <laughs> that, that guy is kind of kind of big, isn't it? He's become quite the rapper. Is that is that right? It is. I, I mean, can't dread- anybody become a rapper nowadays, man? Like, he was, it is, it is. Literally. I mean, he was cold-faced. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 uh, he was dreadlocked in some tribe somewhere. Um, yeah, why not? It seemed, it seemed like like a, like a third-world country or something. It was yeah, that's where rap Alabama. came from. Yeah. Um, and he was like kicking some freestyles and doing his thing. Yeah, yeah, man. Did he get all a bunch of tattoos on his face like Yellow Wolf? Ooh, I don't think he went that hard. Oh. Not everybody's built for that life. Yeah, I know, right? So let's have Yellow Wolf on the show. That would be awesome. I wonder if he would do it. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he's a comic book fan. Hey, the, hey, all you can all you can do is ask. Worst he can say is no. Yeah, or, or go fuck ourselves. And people will be so confused by it. Like, we try to promote it as special guest on this week's comic book podcast, Yellow Wolf. <laughs> Doesn't know anything about the genre, but yeah, yeah. has a funny accent and has some, like, really kind of soulful music. All right, so uh, what other news we got? Well, we have some big news. What's that? Well, it may not be so big. Actually, it may be smaller than you would have had thought. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're about to talk about. I think you're going to surprise me with this subject matter. <laughs> it is. It's. 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 it's a, consider it a big S for surprise. <laughs> so. Oh God! Thank God this is a, if if people have stayed an hour into the podcast, they're they're so fortunate right now. It's about to pay off. <laughs> yeah, the big payoff. Oh <laughs> the God! Not so big payoff. Maybe. I'm DC, actually, let's I'm rank actually, numbers. Across I'm actually looking at the th- the thumbnail right now. Sorry, go ahead. DC lets Frank Miller draw Superman's penis for Dark Knight. Hold your tongue. Hello. This is an actual comic cover drawn by legendary artist Frank Miller. It's the cover to a companion comic to Miller's upcoming Dark Knight 3, the Master Race series, and it appears DC is actually going to publish it despite the fact that, one, it is horrible, two, it is laughable, and three, you can clearly see the outline of Superman's junk in his red briefs. 
I'm basically speechless that this is happening. The only thing I can think of is that DC is so desperate for more Dark Knight Returns money that not only have they brought Frank Miller back, but been forced to accede to his obliviously terrible, obviously terrible demands, such as naming the third installment the Master Race. <laughs> Given the horrible art of the Dark Knight Strikes Again, it made sense that DC would agree to problematic to a problematic title as long as Miller brought on board with some decent collabor- collaborators. Collaborators. Sorry, which is presumably why you, Brian. You read this much better yesterday. I did. I did. <laughs> which is, I think I got. I think I put too much pressure on myself this time. I was like, it's gotta be as good as yesterday. It's gotta be. It's never gonna happen. Um, let it go. Which is presumably why Brian Azzarello is co-writing and Andy Kubert and Boss Jansen are taking the actual art duties. I'm not a big Kubert fan. I'll just put that out there. Yeah, neither. Um, he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. I, like I don't dislike him, but it's just like, yeah, all right, Kubert's there. It's fair enough. It'll be fine. But I guess Miller also demanded to be allowed to draw something for his effort. And DC was forced to allow him to draw this cover of a Superman and Adam Dark Knight 3 tie-in. Oh, God. And I have to assume they promised Miller they wouldn't change it, because as much as I give DC crap for being obtuse, I can't believe <laughs> anyone in the DC Comics office. I'll tell you what's obtuse. Right. It's that penis. <laughs> it's that penis is super obtuse. His body dysmorphia, and most especially the outline of his dick, and not praying that they had the power to prevent it, and then to delete it and smash all the computers that had ever hosted the image with hammers. Oh, Jesus. You know, it, like, here we come back to, like, Frank Miller's art is becoming a caricature of a caricature of itself. Yeah, I don't I mean, necessarily feel that way here, but I do feel like... Oh, right, right, so, so let's address the elephant in the room. Frank Miller has obviously had some health issues going on within the last couple of years. And he's been extremely private about it. So I didn't know. I feel so guilty now. So who the fuck knows what's going on with this guy? I mean, he looks like he's on death's door whenever you see him in an interview. Yeah. Um. So, like, I'm happy that he just picked up the pencil. That being said. Dude, let me tell you. Why that, is Superman's <laughs> penis so far over to the right side of his body? I mean, is that like his sack? I think it's his sack. I think it's his testy satchel. No, no, no. Actually, it's not. It's not. You can see the sack is high. See that line above? I mean, first off, Superman is built like a tuna can, right? <laughs> Pretty thick, but not that long. It's like right? a Kent Pepsi. But maybe he's maybe he's a he's a grower and not a shower, you know? Maybe. Here's a crazy question, man. Like, all right, so so Superman came from Krypton. Look at all the wrinkles that penis. There's has. a lot of wrinkles. I mean, wouldn't Superman have foreskin though? That's the question we were talking. Yeah, I mean, like, 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 you think that like they they would be pro circumcision since both both of his creators are Jewish, you know? But I mean, how are you gonna cut that foreskin? And you I know? think I think they good wholesome Midwestern Christian families had their kids cut too, just out of tradition. Yeah, tradition is not as old as you think, but perhaps. but at the same time, I think that uh, they would probably have avoided it just to. Just keep him out of medical facilities. Keep his medical records as clean as possible. Yeah, let's uh, Martha try to dig in herself and get her done. <laughs> and, and you know, I'm not. You know, I'm not seeing any uh, extra skin tags there. So uh... <laughs> now, what if they would have drawn a just ant eater out there flopping around, <laughs> full on super ant eater? <laughs> I mean, you know, like the resolution wasn't that high. You know, oh, hold on a second. I'm blowing it up right now. Yeah, yeah, but it's it, def- it's, it's it's very chode like. It's actually it seems to be wider at the head and more narrow at the base. See what know? makes this? This actually <laughs> makes me question. Like now, I kind of want to see Frank Miller's penis because like he's probably drawing from what he knows. 
and it seems like Frank Miller's penis doesn't come straight off of his body. It seems like it comes off at like it's like a parallel to his body. Yeah, and it comes off at an odd, funky angle. Yeah, yeah. It's almost as if his penis starts at his left hip and yes. goes down. Well, you know what? Maybe it's just, you know, it's like kind of wrapping it around, man. You know what I mean? Maybe that's why that bulge is so big in in the Christopher Reeve Superman. Or maybe it's the just yeah, maybe it's the anatomy of of the Kryptonian. They come off at odd angles. Or maybe it's like we're not getting the full three D, and the trunks are really loose, and that's just a foreshortened head in the foreground. Yeah, but you would think there would be a line. <laughs> I can't believe I'm just zoomed in as I am on this. But like, you would think that like the, you see the dark shadow behind his penis. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I can see. You would it. think that that would be connected if it was foreshortened. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's a lot of shadow. That's and a lot who, of shadow there for the for the for the not to be any shadow at the tip. And who graffitied the S on his chest? That's uh, horrible. And it, like it changes in every image. It's almost as if Frank Miller is drawing in an acid trip. It's you know? it's also it's I I think what happened was Superman is having a really bad day. Yeah. So he woke up. Well, he no, saw no wonder, that look his pirate, look at those pirate boots he's wearing. He saw. He he woke up. He threw the pirate boots on. The 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 his left pirate boot is old, so it's falling apart. There's like pieces of it falling off. <laughs> so, so then he put on his red briefs. They weren't fitting right. It made his junk look weird. He forgot he so hadn't he, wore them since 2013. So he put on his red. He put on his blue shirt. He realized somebody graffitied his shirt. <laughs> now 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 he's out there fighting with the atom, and he's super pissed. His nose fell off sometime this morning, and yeah. he's just left with a skeleton nose. And he looks and like now, Popeye the Sailor Man. And now he's trying to make a facial expression and will his penis back into the proper well, place. Hold on a second, hold on a second. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe this isn't Superman. Maybe this is Popeye the Sailor Man. I mean, look how large, unproportionate his hands are to the rest of his body and how his legs are kind of kicked out like Popeye. Now, what is yeah. Popeye is, is a war veteran. True. That is obviously, you know, got a purple heart. You know, maybe his junk got fucked up too. Well, we and talked he, and he, just, he just had the spinach. And that's what the S is for. That's well, we, up. we talked a little bit about how his shoulder kind of comes out of his chest also. Yeah, his left shoulder on this is picture. definitely coming forward because you can see more of his, his, you know, his back on the right side, right? But it doesn't change the S on his chest. No. And, like, no. it's just weird. All right, it's just that a- asshole that made the 3D model of Spider-Woman, get on it, fucker. Let's exactly. see how crazy this would be. I mean, I mean, it's a joke, but it's a valid point. Like, is anyone is anyone gonna go all up in arms that Superman's penis is on his body? I, I, I want to see a three D rendered model of Superman's penis. And where's the, where's the meaningless rage? I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, checking his privilege someplace. You know. I also think zooming in on the atom that just proportionately speaking, yeah. the atom has a bigger penis than Superman. I, the atom's got quite a bulge here. Yeah, definitely pushing that out. Maybe that's why Superman's punching him. Maybe. Yeah. How dare you? But you know who I am. What if it was Superman seeing the bass signal that made him semi-aroused? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It could happen. You know, do you bleed? (laughs) 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 Uh, And speaking uh, of Batman. So let's talk about Batman. All right. Batman it is. So uh, you want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. Cause you uh, have something you wanted to talk about. Yeah, you know, th- there's been a discussion here uh, in regards to Batman. What if Batman kills people in this movie? 
And as you guys know, in in the Nolan films, there was a big focus on Batman not killing people, even though like he obviously did in some of the Nolan films. It's kind of like glazed over. There's a great uh, YouTube video that talks about Batman's body count from like the Keaton film like all the way through. In the Keaton films, you know, it never really focused on it. But if you go back and watch it, it's assumed that he did like kill people, like the Batmobile spinning and like flaming that one clown or taking that that stick of dynamite and in that guy's belt and push him into a manhole yeah he definitely killed people but like definitely he, did you know in 89 and i think 92 like nobody really focused on it like killing the joker dumping the joker in there and chemicals and i remember like talking to my cousin about the batman film and he was telling me what happened before i saw it and he's like yeah so batman dropped the joker and chemicals and later it's like you know you made me because you killed my parents and i made you and that was kind of the central theme of that film but nolan you know made it such a you know, his run rule, you know, it was such a big thing. I can't kill this man, um, even when he was part of the League of Shadows. And so in the in the uh, Batman v. Superman, I like to call it Batman v. Superman. I like to call it BVS. So anyway, in the, in, in the Batman v. Superman, you see Batman in his desert garb, like Gotham by Gaslight type of look, and he's in an altercation with some guys who are in military uniforms with a Superman patch on their shoulders and there's a scene that he's like actually like looks like he's breaking some guy's neck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um and then there's another scene where some some uh armed thugs are shooting up. They're like behind some SUVs, what we have been told is the Batwing flies down and starts firing on these guys and actually blows off the SUVs, following a cascade of explosions, you know, and those guys are probably not okay. <laughs> no, no. I don't think Yeah, it, it doesn't look like they made it. No. No, I mean, like, and I mean, of course, you know, in movies, people can always survive it. It's just a flesh wound type of thing. And if you don't focus on it, it might not matter. And so, you know, so I've gone back to, and thought about it. And, like, you know, there's a lot of focus in the comic books about Batman not killing people. Uh, you know, it's a big theme with Jason Todd and the Red Hood stuff when, you know, Jason tries to make Batman uh, kill the Joker. Um, and Batman figures a way to get out of it. And, you know, he really focuses on that. There's a big conversation piece about that throughout themes of that are focused on in Kingdom Come. So all that, like, 90s to, you know, in, in the 90s, 2000 theme was really big about Superman and Batman not killing people. Well, Zack Snyder's already had Superman kill Zod, like, break his neck. Like, no, like, apparently Zack Snyder's just, like, watch motherfuckers break people's necks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's, maybe that's just his own thing. But historically speaking, you know... The Batman not using a gun type of thing. The original Batman back in the 30s had a gun. Um, you know, Superman has killed people in canon before. Most of the times it's not humans, though. It's other Kryptonians or other aliens. And I'm sure Batman has killed people. At least he has, you know, in cinema. So the question comes up is, is you know, do we care if Batman does kill people? You know, should Batman kill people? Um, and, you know, if you'd asked me three years ago, I probably said no. Of course, Batman should kill. That's just not what he's not. He's not the executioner. You know what I mean? That's not who he is. But it's kind of that ideal you know, that he shouldn't kill people. That he figures out a way not to kill people. That's kind of that's kind of cool. It's it's it shows that he's more powerful than the person who has to kill somebody because they already they, only, they don't have any other choice. You know, he he's so smart he's able to figure it out, and that's one cool thing about it. But realistically, if we want to get to a realistic you know thing. You know, anytime you throw somebody off the, a building, you know, between t- us two pros, a fall like this probably is going to kill me. I'm counting on it. You know, like, you don't know. 
You know what I'm saying? Like any, like you know, you you can slip off a ladder that's half the distance and fall and break your neck and die. Right. And that's that's the thing about those movies that are so ridiculous because obviously Batman does these things over and over again that, that put people in, you know, reasonable expectation of serious spinal injury or death, more on the death side. But the whole theme is I don't kill people. It's my one rule. You know. Oh, I see the problem here. You know, I'm really good at fighting from the skills I learned in the mountains. I learned. In the mountains. <laughs> Look at that guy. He's all tough again. Poor little guy. <laughs> so the question is, is that, you know, should Batman be, be able to kill? Uh, should it be something that we focus on in this theme, uh, the theme of this movie? Uh, and, and should we have a problem with it? Or should we, you know, hey, this is a different version of Batman. Uh, are we allowed to go outside of this, this framework of Batman that has been constructed in the modern era to something different? So I'll pass it off to you, man. What do you think? I think that like I, like all the things that you said about why it's cool that he doesn't is is one of the things I love about him, you know. And and for me, like I, I don't want him killing people. Like yeah. Um. And a lot of those like in that in that video, and I love the guy who did that video. But like in that video that he did, um, a lot of the ones in the Nolan ones, I was like, yeah. I mean, you. I mean, there the Two Face one has always bothered me. Um, but aside from the Two-Face one, a lot of the other ones, I'm like, uh, I mean, like, you can assume that these people died, but you don't know for sure. I mean, at one point, he's shooting up the truck that Talia and a driver is driving. He, I think he kills a guy, and Talia pushes him out the door and starts driving herself. And he runs her off the road, and she dies. Now, like, like manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter at least. You know, but like Batman's action caused the death of this. Yeah, well, I'm not crazy about I'm not crazy about them using the the guns either. You know what I mean? I'm like me personally, like like because for for me, like what I what I like about Batman is that like I like how fucking crazy he is. Yeah. Um, and he's a he's a highly functioning subject. Yeah, and like and like I I like that in his head he's like no I'm fine everything about me is fine I don't kill people I don't use guns it's all good. Yeah. It's like, like, why would you look I, at me I, like that? I think it's more. I'm compl- fine. I, I think it's more complex than that. No, I, I of course it is, but yeah. I'm just saying that, like, to him, he wants to prevent what happened to him, right? And what happened to him was a criminal using a gun to take people's lives, and like, so f- for him to use guns and for him to take lives, I feel like that's a big assault to the fucked up psyche that makes him him. And and the question is, is that the modern take of him it's definitely not the historic take i just yeah it's the modern it's yeah. the you know it's the post neil the batman you've grown to love and appreciate yeah the batman that i love the 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 post neil adams frank miller batman i remember that the original adam west batman movie where like like joker and penguin had this like dehydration ray right and as, as one does yeah as one does and then, like, dehydrated a bunch of their thugs and Penguin, you know, dressed up in the skies and, and was taken to the Batcave and then rehydrated the thugs so they could, like, beat Batman. When Batman and Rob, Robin punched them, they, like, disappeared. But they, they took the time to explain, like, you know, those thugs were dead before they even, you know, once they would dehydrate. Right, right, right. The molecules right. were unstable. Right, right. They were already dead, you know? Right. And it's just like, come on, man. You know, like, when you, I guess when you, I guess back in the day you had to, look at it so there's no violence um but it's like you know unfortunately 
you know, you, you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. And I, and I kind of feel that, that if we're going to, to, you know, I mean, it, we find it okay if a police, well, shit, Jesus Christ, I don't, I don't even know if I should say that nowadays because it, it depends. But like if there, there's justifiable, in our culture, there's justifiable reasons for a police officer or a soldier to kill somebody right now. Um, and I understand that Batman's a vigilante and he's outside the law, but I, I don't know if, if because just because he's outside the law, um, if his sensitive sensitivities would stop him from realistically you know, killing somebody. I mean, I, come on, dude. I mean, even, I, I think, if you go if we go back and watch the Nolan films, and maybe we should do that. We should just watch some Batman fight scenes. I mean, like, it's like, in the very, be, you know, middle of Batman Begins, he's throwing a hot poker into a a bunch of, fucking explosions, explosives. It's blowing up like, there's like a hundred ninjas in there. You know what I mean? Are you telling me not one fucking ninja? And he saves Well, see, that, that's Raza what I'm Gould's saying, though, is that that's life. one of the things. It's like, that's the gray area. It's like, maybe it did, maybe it didn't, but we don't know for sure. Well, well I, I don't think it's that gray, dude. I just, I, I, like, it's gray enough. It's gray enough where we can have the conversation. It's not right, like, right, dude, it's not like Two-Face. Right. We can't, we can't, we can't even discuss that. All right, that's like saying like my mom and dad took my dog to a, to a farm thirty years ago. It's gray area. He might still be alive. You know what I mean? Like no, yeah, your, no, your it's dog's not. not it's, it's not quite the same. Your dog that was taken to the farm thirty years ago is fucking dead. Yes, you know? but it's not quite the same though. And it's like it, it's like the uh, like the two face thing. Like like we see Batman pushes him off the fucking ledge, yeah. and he's dead. And that's it. Like it's over. Like and that's like Batman killed that dude. Or you know, even like the the you know, I won't kill you, <laughs> but I don't have to save you. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? Well, like the, the, yes, the two face, the yes, two face bit. You're Batman. You you actually you do have to save him. Like that's what makes you larger than life. That's what makes you like this iconic fucking like Olympian god. Is that do make these decisions that you yeah. will go the length even to save a life of of one who sh- maybe doesn't deserve it well back up to the two-faced thing for one second because when that movie first came out and we first watched it it's before like i guess you know all the internet was as big as it is today there was still time that we thought that he might be alive there's like a there's like a, a sincere document yeah. you know argument like oh no he just knocked unconscious or whatever right. because remember batman took the fall too and I right. mean, he, he added armor, but, but, <laughs> but, but like, but it, even when, when the dark Knight rises was in pre-production and heard that Aaron Eckhart, was yeah, yeah, oh was going to be in it or there, oh, actually, I think it was like a toy. There's going to be a two-faced toy or something that was going to be made for the dark Knight rises toy stuff. And like, I remember calling you up like, dude, uh, you know, you know, two-face isn't dead. But then like he came out and actually, you know, said no, two-face did die. Like no one yeah. came out and said two-face is dead because, I, you know, and, and they might have left it open at the end of Dark Knight and not said anything because they made a decision to use his death as a plot tool in the, in the third movie. Right. So the Two-Face one I'm not super mad at, at but and even the, the Dark Knight movie itself, for the most part, yeah, I think there's definitely more gray areas in the Dark Knight movie, but definitely not Batman Begins. Batman Begins, he definitely killed motherfuckers. You know? There's definitely, you know, he left some bodies in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, like you can make the argument like they're ninjas. When the explosion started happening, they'd be more than they skilled stood enough. down, smoke and disappeared. They'd be yeah. They'd be more than skilled <laughs> enough to get the fuck out of dodge. Uh, what's the guy from uh, Ninja Turtles? The first one? Ninjas vanish. Tetsuo yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Tetsuo. Yeah, Tetsuo jumped out. <laughs> 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 Van- Van- 
fetish. So, but like, know. but you know the 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 whole like I don't I don't I, you know I, I I won't kill you, but I don't have to save you. Like I do I I felt that was wrong at the time. You know I was like uh, you kind of do you kind of yeah. do because like you are responsible for all this. Yeah, but we also thought that Ra's al Ghul would. See, right, it's hard to look back at those movies, and you can seeing... make the argument. You can make the argument that he is. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you can make the argument that he he lived on. You can make the argument that the vision that he had in in the prison in the third one wasn't a vision. That yeah. he's just the, the vision was legit. You can make you can make the argument that the vision was legit. You know that, yeah. that he was fading in and out of consciousness in in one of those fades in and out of consciousness from the amount of pain that he was dealing with, Raja Ghul was there. Yeah. Like, yeah. a lot of people wouldn't believe that, but the argument... Yeah, that, that's that's the a argument, stretch, but... But the argument could be made. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's... Could, it, it, the it's, argument can also be made that Raja Ghul is actually Jason Todd. Sure. You know? <laughs> actually, I think the big argument that Chris Pratt is playing Raja Ghul. Yeah. Um... But but I think that like that's the the thing about it is that like there are there's a lot of potential gray areas but like that two face one is like black and white like it's in an interview it's the it's the creator of the fucking film telling you no he's dead and yeah. the only reason but why that, he's dead is because Batman fucking pushed pushed him off of a bridge or whatever it was now, now does does Nolan ever analyze how you know hypocritical that is that he never mentioned like I I've never read anything as such. Yeah, that that's a part of that that's a part that kind of like I'm like yeah oh, yeah yeah way to way to take care of it there buddy you know unless that's, you're unless you're gonna say that you know that was the ultimate sacrifice like that was that was Batman you know nailing himself to the cross to, well then you go back to that building and cut the string and let Joker fucking fall to his death not to deal with that asshole anymore <laughs> you know what you, you know what other but thing you, that that's bar- also to say that the Joker won oh the Joker absolutely won you know what I'm saying like that that's yeah. I you know, you know, and and I not to, not to keep on bashing the Nolan films. I do don't get me wrong. Like The Dark Knight is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, um, I love the Nolan. Yeah, and I know you love Rises, and you know I, I love I you know Rises is definitely the least favorite of the three Batman movies, which are still, you know, awesome on the full spectrum of Batman films. Um, but you you know I obvi- for the obvious reason of Heath Ledger being ceased the joker would have been in dark knight you know yeah yeah the the joker would have been there the joker i I think the joker would have gone after bane he said in an interview that there was going to be a silence of the lamb scene what is that like batman was going to go visit the joker in arkham to figure out how to take down you know the third really Yeah. yeah oh damn it yeah that really, uh, that really hurts me in my heart. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> and actually, I'm, I'm still not over it. I mean, like, I, I, I remember thinking, like, just how good that would be. Yeah. Damn it. Oh well. So, uh, James C., who's a uh, listener of Shattercast and all around good, he wrote to us and said, like, could we talk about, like, you know, wired uh, reading? Kind of stuff for like if you were trying to get back into books or whatever, and I figured yeah. since we're going to talk about Batman anyway, that we could talk about some of our favorite Batman books and 
we could do canon and non-canon or whatever. Was Long Halloween count as canon nowadays? I don't even know anymore, man. I don't really know either. Um, but uh, so we, let's let's start with those. So the so Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale did three books. Batman. It did Haunted Night, Long Halloween, yeah. and Dark Victory. Yep. And they're all fantastic. Yep. Uh, the the Haunted Night is kind of well, that was the first one, right? And yes. I, and I think that was more of a collection of short stories. Yeah, the same. It was kind of like the. Uh, it was a Christmas story, though. It was like the, the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. Yeah, that's right. Um, but it's great. It's it, it, you know Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale are fucking ridiculous. They're the, they're the dynamic duo. They they are. They are. Yeah. They are a fucking like they are forced to be regular. And like, I, I wouldn't want to see Tim Sale do anybody else's stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like. Tim Sale stuff is very stylized. It's very kind of almost noir. Not in like the Frank Miller Sin City noir sense. But, Jesus, yeah, don't even start on that. But something in that in that respect. And like uh I don't know. It's fantastic. That's fantastic. Spider Man Blue is fantastic. Fucking Superman for all seasons fantastic. Yeah. Daredevil Every Yellow anything those two fucking touch together is great. Daredevil Yellow is good, yeah. So and then Captain America White is coming out now. Really? Yeah, it's like it's it's coming out. In, Racists. Yeah, <laughs> they're like take that Falcon. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, it's a uh, it's supposedly quite cool as well. It's, 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 it's not like a lot of the times like they, they do origin type stuff, but this one focuses more um, Bucky and Cap's relationship. Hmm. Yeah, it's supposed to be really good. I like it already. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, Haunted and, and Dark Knight. I mean, um. Long Halloween is like a origin story of Two Face, and is kind of like the longest like mini series ever. It's like twelve issues. Oh, yeah, it takes place huge. over here. It's kind of epic. It's uh, it's everybody. Uh, it's, everybody makes a scene too. Making, yeah, like know. every villain is in it. It's fucking it's huge in scope. It's in, like a lot of the stuff that goes on in the Dark Knight film with Gordon, Batman, and Harvey Dent is almost lifted right out of that. So that's fantastic. And then there's Dark Victory, which was... And like, no matter how many times I read it, I never remember what it did. I know, I know. <laughs> um, and but it's not Dark like... Victory, which is like a Robin story. Yeah, and, and Dark Victory isn't as good. Um, it's but not, it ain't bad. It's not bad at all, don't get me wrong. But it, it's it, it does suffer from that, like, classic examples, like that one, like, you know, Grammy award-winning uh, band who did a phenomenal album. And then, like, the next album comes out, and they're like, oh, you know, ready to come out. And they do that one, like, for two years, and, like, nobody's satisfied. And it, it may it may be, you know, better written or better sounding, but it's not as, as huge of an impact or as epic as the first one. So it just never get out of its own way um, yeah. as you, uh, as you know, as you, as you can imagine. Yeah, it um, lives in, its, it lives in, it, like, you know, it's just that fucking long Halloween cast a big-ass shadow, you know? Like, oh, yeah. it's, it's hard yeah. to get out from underneath that bitch. Uh, of course, uh, Arkham Asylum, which is a non-canon probably, book. Um, yeah, Arkham Asylum is what got me back into Batman, and actually got me really into Batman. Really in the first, quite honestly. Yeah, it's like a, a story about uh, Grant Morrison wrote it, and some guy painted it. It's very stylized, and it's like uh, 
it's it's so stylized it might be a little much um for some for some viewers yeah for some readers so if you're if you're a, a Nate Ninny Muggins um <laughs> Ninny McNinny pants yeah you probably you may you may not like it but it, it is you know like Grant Morrison he's another one and man I just fucking sound like a grumpy yeah, yeah, you do. Like, I think that sometimes, like, uh, I think sometimes that you hate C so bad that you, that you you don't want to even give A and B the credit. But but, but, that, but, this, but this is like grit. Like, but, but so like. like Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say that the, the the premise is is that uh, the Joker took over Arkham Asylum. Or the, the 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 inmates took over the asylum, right? Classic story. And Batman has to go in there and save the asylum. But what it ends up being is kind of a like a, a, a mosaic piece of sorts about uh, Arkham himself, the guy who initiated the hospital and started it. Yeah. And that's it's it's pretty badass. His interwoven kind of flashback scenes, yep. of how it's almost like Arkham is the first, you know, sore that started the rot of Gotham. Yeah, you know I mean, in, in some ways, um, there's some history there, and you know, the other authors and story writers have done different stuff with that. Um, like in the uh, year one, Batman, like his mother's maiden name is Arkham, like Batman isn't Arkham. Um, you know, father's name maiden name is Arkham, and of course his father's name was Wayne, and the Arkhams were known to be fucking crazy. So, somewhere somehow. Uh, what else was there? What else? Some good, great Batman books to read if you're trying to. Get uh, Batman. Killing Joke, man. Killing Joke. Uh, it's a, a defining book of the Joker, and yeah. and uh, lasting consequences for Batgirl. Yep. Um. For year one, of course. Uh, oh yeah, it's, it's kind of required reading. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's like about Batman's origins in his first year of being Batman, and there's an animated movie about it now, and it's good as well. Um, the Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns, which is more of an Elseworlds thing, um, but it's Batman having been out of business for like twenty years or thirty years, and Gotham has uh, gone to shit. Gotham has gone to shit. And as a result, like Gotham's gone to shit, but the the supervillains have kind of gone away, and yeah. then Batman comes back, and the supervillains come back. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was also it was always such a fascinating dynamic with him. Yeah. Oh, I, I did forget. I have watched the the first season, the first episode of season two of Gotham, and um, the kid they got who you think is going to be the Joker is fucking perfect. But it's not the it, it, he's perfect as a Joker, but I, I don't know if he is. The, we don't know if he is the Joker yet. Yeah. yeah. Um. But like he is, he looks like him. He sounds like him. He's yeah. He's he's hitting the nail on the head. Uh, like he he'd be a, a perfect Joker fan film Joker. You know what I mean, I don't know if you could carry a you know full length. We'll see how Jerry Leto does with this. Um. But of course, every incarnation of Joker on the big screen has got to be a little bit different. It just had the same thing. Like I, I wouldn't want Mark Hamill Joker in this Batman. No, not to come. I, no. I love that Joker. Me too. It's having the it's having the you know the right the right tool for the right job. 
Absolutely. Um, let's see. There's Bruce Wayne Murderer. One of my favorites. And then Bruce Wayne Fugitive, like one, two, well, and yeah. three. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, and Bruce Wayne Murderer, the whole theme is is that, um, of course, Bruce Wayne gets framed for a murder. Uh, he goes to jail. He breaks out. And the way they kind of close out that arc is that, like, Batman, you know, there's this ongoing theme that Batman is who he really is. That Batman is not his secret identity. You know, is like, he is Batman. Like, Clark Kent, he is really Clark Kent. Superman is a facade that he puts on when he goes out into the world. Right. Same right? with Peter Parker. Same with Peter Parker. But Batman is who really is there. And Bruce Wayne is the facade. You know? Like, he, he it, like... And in this, he kind of had the death of Bruce Wayne. Like, Bruce Wayne died because Bruce Wayne was a fugitive. He doesn't have, he's not obligated to go out there and be a normal person anymore. He can just be Batman 24 fucking 7. And he embraces it. Like, this this panel's like, now I'm truly free to be me. Yeah. Just Um, super. It is cool. cool. There's another cool aspect of those books, too, which is about his, his relationship with Nightwing. Yeah. And, uh, and they, they come to blows. Oh yeah, which is great. You know, Dick Grayson is is probably one of like my favorite characters. He's just he's so well developed, like over the course of time. You know, um, it just you know it just, his character he's just a cool he's a cool ass character. And I love how it's like the one thing that Batman's done right. You know, yep. like it's the one thing that he he hasn't fucked up. Yep. Like he creates, he creates uh, like a, a surveillance type of, you know, technology. It ends up becoming Brother Eye and attacking the world. He researches the Justice League in case any of them gets out of line. The other members will know how to take them down. Rage Agul uses it against the Justice League. He, you know what I mean? Like he, he comes up with other Robins. They die. You know, like he, he just he well, just one just one died. It's not true. Well, no, it's um, Tiffany. Tiffany, uh, not Tiffany. The spoiler came back. She's still alive. She's back though now, right? She came back in, in New Fifty Two. Stephanie Brown. Yeah. Um. That was that was an interesting uh, storyline that came right off the tail of uh, thing. Cause Stephanie Brown was a spoiler. Then she was Robin, and she died. Um. But Doctor, what's her face? Like let her die. Um. Yeah, Leslie. Leslie Thomas, yeah, that was a pretty good spoiler. That was War Drums. War, yeah, it's like a War Drum. A War Saga. Crimes. Yeah, war war crimes. crimes. But there was there yeah. was a bunch of them. It was like War yeah. Drums, War Crimes, War some shit. Um, that's yeah. a Black Mask war story, zone. and it's yeah. really good. And then uh, Black Mask kills the spoiler, Robin. Yep. Robin remember? And then uh, Joker's furious um, because he's like, my favorite thing is killing Robins, and you took it away from me. Yeah. I think it's the same story that that uh, Commissioner Gordon shoots Joker in the knee. He's like, "Joke, you shot me in the knee. I'll never walk right again." Oh, I get it. Like I did to your daughter. And then yeah. he starts laughing. <laughs> Fucking Joker. He um. Speaking of which, like death in the family, right? Which is the death of uh, Jason Todd, which is Robin too. I don't feel like that's required reading anymore. Um. Like, it's important to know that the Joker beat Jason Todd to death with a crowbar and then blew the building up that Jason Todd was in, killing Jason Todd. Because you didn't vote for him, you son of a bitch. 
Right. And then there's the, some stuff in there about um, Superman and Batman's relationship that's kind of cool. Like, Superman actually, like, kind of calls him to task with, like, you know, like, you know, you can't be putting fucking kids in the line of duty anymore. Um, but outside of that, like, it's a really old book. And it's really, it, it doesn't read the same as like a modern day book. It's a really difficult book to yeah. get through if you're reading modern Joker, day books. Joker is like a, a diplomat. So he has like diplomatic immunity. Yeah. And, and that's how he kind of gets away with killing Robert, Robin and Batman. And Batman and Superman can't do anything about it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just not an easy read. It's just, just know that Joker killed Robin too, which was Jason Todd and Bruce Wayne. That's all you kind of um, yeah. Um, uh, Batman Cataclysm. Yep. And then No Man's Land. Part no Man's Land. Five. Epic. And this is like, a, there was like a major earthquake type event that happened in Gotham. Gotham becomes quarantined and like a, uh, a place of chaos and no real, you know, law and order. And it's just kind of following this crippled city for... Yeah, hundreds, the United States government basically, yeah, the United States government basically says that um, it's no longer part of our jurisdiction. Like the government gives up Gotham; it was so bad. And part of No Man's Land, of course, is what turned into The Dark Knight Rises. They borrowed from some aspects of that. Yeah, like when they so, blew the bridges and stuff. Like that's kind of yeah. Um, and then there's like then there's like okay, so then there's like there's this whole hush shit, right? Yep. And, like, so there's Hush, there's Red Hood Part 1 and 2, and then there's, what was the other one? Hush Returns or whatever? Yeah, when it was, I think that was still Tommy Elliott in Hush Returns, though. And for, for me, like, like it's, it's beautiful work because it's Jim Lee, and Jeff Lowe wrote it, and Jeff Lowe writes his ass off. But for me, like, it's far from my favorite Batman story. Yeah. I, I, it was kind of a pseudo... Batman revitalization move because yeah. you got Je- you have Jim Lee who is you know arguably one of the best comic book artists of all time and you know he been drawing Wildcats and 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 actually running Image wasn't he running Image at, at right before this I think he was just running Wildstorm you know, okay. like he was kind of so making Wildstorm a more thing like he was brought authority into Wildstorm and all that kind of stuff like yeah. Well, so Wildstorm, of course, was sold to DC Comics, so it was owned by Image, right? Correct. Okay. And uh, so Jim Lee came, you know, kind of back to the fold, and and I just remember that that, that first scene we see like Batman in almost a, kind of like a pseudo Spider-Man pose with like his leg foreshortened and his foot like you know in the foreground, and there's like you know bat symbols on his tread, and it's just like a Jim Lee cover, and you're like, oh my god, this is coming out soon, and it, it was just epic. Yeah, and when it dropped, and you know, like Superman was in it, and everybody, you know, there was a wild-looking fucking um, killer croc, which they is basically one of the aliens, but they they gave it a good explanation of why he looked that way. One of the aliens from Wildstorm is what he looked like. Um, but anyway, I, I the one of the the big thing is there's a cliffhanger that you think that hushes, of course. Should we run this for people? Or I guess spoilers. I mean, if, you don't know, if you don't know by now, you're. 10 years too late that hushes Jason Todd. And it's, it's one of those moments. Like when you first read it, you're like, Holy fuck. But then later you find out it's not him. It was like a double twist 
and then like you just feel like oh so it's this it's this other guy that we don't really know about but he's like before this and they just should have left Jason <laughs> yeah. Todd yeah they but then they come back and they say oh it was Jason Todd he was actually working with this guy he wanted to reveal himself and then he uh, and then he uh, you know lied about it or whatever but there there's one key thing in in the book that I don't think anybody ever talks about is that is that he realized when he was fighting him that this wasn't Jason Todd because it had Dick Grayson's fighting style. And obviously whoever was fighting him was mimicking Dick Grayson and was and didn't and did not mimic Jason Todd and then it was actually fucking Clayface you know, acting like Jason Todd. And you know, they try to go back and explain it, but it's just it's one of those things where you know, they use that mechanism to to try to catch catch Batman off guard. Um, and there's a scene where he falls, just kind of goofy. And he's chasing Catwoman, and he fucking almost dies. It's just it's just a way to get Black Canary a, a scene of kicking ass and spreading eagle. Um, <laughs> it, it's it is definitely one of the it visually it's amazing. It's it's one of the yes. most visually amazing thing. But it, it's, it's the it's best. Almost, it's probably the best drawn Batman book ever. Yeah, like I, for, I would like in its scope, it's huge. Yeah, I, I would I, I could I could coast on that. Uh, but the story does have quite a quite a bit of holes in it. Yeah, um, and then it gets worse there. with them trying to patch those holes. Oh yeah, you know everybody gets a scene. Oh, it's the Joker said segment. Also, you know, Charlie. also Joker's part of the 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 um, Yakuza or whatever the fucking you know, Japanese mafia is. Oh, that was in know. that was in the other one. Was it? Yeah, that was in uh, Frank Miller. Oh, maybe it was. Um. It, Oh, yeah, maybe it was just Harley in it. That opera scene. No, nah, yeah, Harley was just scene. Joker was like outside, remember, and he almost killed Joker. Like he got really. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Um. So yeah. Also, also in No Man's Land, there's a scene where uh, where Joker kills Gordon's wife. Yeah. And then they bring him out in custody, and Gordon goes nuts and like punches him in his face. And pulls a gun on him and is gonna kill him. And and uh, Joker says something along the lines of like, "It was all on camera, Commissioner. I'm disappointed. I want my lawyer." Yeah. Um, it's so funny how everybody can rewrite Joker in different ways, but that that craziness of the character still shines through, and you know, that just that vein of absolute psycho psychopath, you know. Yeah, but it's still funny, you know. Like yeah, fucked up. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Like, uh, th- there's a book called Tower of Babel. It's a Justice League book, but it's it's pretty much just a good Batman book. Yeah. Um, it's fucking everybody. Yeah, and then uh, it's about him and his lack of trust with uh, Justice League. And then there's a yeah. uh, all of the Batman Superman stuff that Jeff Loeb wrote, which is Public Enemies, Supergirl, and can't remember the other one. There was three of them. Yeah, that, well, I mean that that Batman Superman World's Finest series was really. I I would really like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was some goof. Every once in a while, Jeff Loeb can throw in some goofy shit. You know and I mean, yeah. and I'm not gonna hate him for it. I mean, he is fucking writing comic books after all. I mean, you know, you gotta have some goofy shit in there every once in a while. Um, but like uh, that, I was really happy with that series. Especially that um, Supergirl one uh, with uh, Michael Turner. The yeah, that was that was great. 
Yeah. Um, there was one. Maybe that was Michael Turner's Superman run. I didn't really like. Yeah. It was Four Earth Tomorrow. Rain. Was that or Infinite? No, I think it was Four Tomorrow. No. no that was a Jim Lee one. Birthright was the Mark Wade one. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I liked. I actually liked that one. Um, it's so. You know, that's one thing I do like about the medium is that you could retell a story and change it, and you know, always find it interesting and find. Be really excited on you know which direction they they go on. And I, now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes people can fail at that and like, like oh why, and fuck it up. But for the most part, you know, it's it's always fun to see somebody's new spin. So, yeah. You know, and a lot of times they can take little things and embellish them. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like, oh uh, yeah. Kind of you know, I mean, I even the example I was talking about with the you know the Wayne you know Bruce Wayne mother being an Arkham, that's fucking interesting to me. Oh yeah, I mean the 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 Else World, I mean not Else Worlds, but like the alternate universe where Martha Wayne is the Joker. Like it's just yeah, that's it, fucking it, powerful. Just like little powerful. shit of how like certain like entities and like character traits are like they, they have to exist it's just a matter yeah. of how they're going to present themselves the only time it gets it gets scary for me is when they take those character traits or they take that character like subplot or theme and they try to apply it in something else like they've done it with arrow with the whole razagul in the third the third series the third season they basically made arrow batman you know like it's yeah. pretty much all Batman story, even to Ra's al Ghul's daughter, who is Nyssa instead of Talia. I mean, Ra's al Ghul's got a, a bunch of kids. I mean, he's been alive for you know hundreds of years. He probably got his fuck on. Um, but it just, you know, it's just Son of the Demon fucking storyline, which is another good one. Son of the Demon. Yeah, that is another that good one. Um, I always say that that Joker is Batman's arch enemy. Ra's al Ghul is Batman's arch nemesis. Yeah. Because if Batman's not careful, he will become one. Yep. You know? The uh, real quick, just to talk about Oliver Queen for a bit, like the the Green Arrow. Like, I think that the Green Arrow has a hard time existing today, um, because like he kind of made a name for himself being the voice of the extreme left. Yeah. But it was like back when the extreme left like was fighting for voice. shit. <laughs> you know, it was like they were fighting for equal rights. They were fighting for women's rights. They were fighting for like they were fighting the good fight, like the people's fight. Yeah. But but now they they it's like they want to make Caitlyn Jenner a a a, a hero a and hero. A, you know it just it it doesn't have Dude, the same. Did did you see that South Park? No, yeah. no. It's oh crazy. my god, that was like that was the first like focus of the South Park episode. It's, but it doesn't have the same weight anymore, you know. No. Like, like that that left side just doesn't have the same fight anymore. So it's like it's hard if if they want to continue to make Oliver Queen like the voice of the extreme left, they end up making him like you know, like what is the extreme left fighting for now? Like transgender uh, teenagers, um, eco rights. You know, it just it comes across. It, it doesn't come across the same way. It doesn't come across. Re- it. it like, oh, I hate me off with this. Because the extreme political ideologies that exist today lack reason. The reason why we're fascinated with them is they're so left field, it's like looking at a train wreck. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's so left field. It's like being in the Walmart and hearing that strange argument that makes you want to slow down and just see, let's see where this goes. 
you know? Because if it was a you know, reasonable discussion, you wouldn't care, and you keep walking by, and we got to get those ratings, we got to get people, you know, talking and arguing, arguing. So the extremes of both fronts are just fucking ridiculous. You know, I think they can't, yeah. they can't live, they can't live outside of the society. Like if you take any society that is doing something, struggling, try to to make ends meet, and put those arguments, people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're trying to eat. We don't have time right. to talk about nonsense. I think that like. What would be interesting now is if you took a character like Green Arrow that has always been like kind of politically driven and have him apply some like South Park type politics. You know, like I don't mean in the goofy sense, but I just mean the common sense sense. Like it's not about left. It's not about right. It's about like you said, almost like it doesn't matter whether or not Caitlyn Jenner is a boy or a girl. These people aren't eating in this country. Yeah, you know. Like, if they took that approach, like, or it doesn't matter if, you know, you don't throw your Coke can into the recycling bin, India is producing an outrageous amount of pollution on a daily basis. Like, if he took that sort of approach, you know, it doesn't matter if, um, you know, if, if this, this teenager going to public school who feels transgender wants to use the girl's bathroom, so the boy's bathroom, that doesn't matter. Because there are women having their clitoris chopped off in East Africa, you know what I mean? Like, or like, yeah. you know, uh, women are forced to wear robes from head to toe with little eye slits in Iran or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. if if he took that sort of a political stance, um, but see the left, and even if he became have, like some sort the of left, doesn't want to have that conversation though. Well, no, I I know, but take it out of that. You know, just yeah. have him not be a voice for the left. Have him. Or have him be a voice for, like we talked about last week, like the proper left. You know, yeah. like fighting for women's rights or fighting for equal rights or civil rights in countries that don't even acknowledge the word equality. Well, you know, it's funny. I mean, like, you know, Green Arrow obviously is is the, you know, the Robin Hood archetype. You know what right. I mean? It's, you know, it, 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 they weren't very imaginative. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's always, you know, taking from those who who, you know, have an abundance and in, in, in helping out the disenfranchised. But but now the disenfranchised is almost I wanna say I don't wanna say coming from a naive standpoint, but the disenfranchised it's like it's like we're like God damn, you know what, we we ran out of like real disenfranchised people, so we're gonna have to find like, you know <laughs> the, the, the you least enfranchised. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, it's like no, it doesn't or like, I wonder if they took like you know like like you know if he fought like the corporate war, you know like interesting to me. I, I, yeah, I would think that even would be though very he's a billionaire, exactly. <laughs> but you know, what, if he if he used that and said, you know what, like it, like he has the leverage in that sense, you know. So he puts down his his quiver and arrows and goes and fights the good fight with uh, you know, corporate greed, and just make it a corporate greed drama. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I read it. No. But I don't know. We're 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 gonna get way into left field about how uh, the corporations are, are are brainwashing us through commercials and and uh, you know, keeping us satisfied with Super Bowl and comic, <laughs> yeah. and comic book movies. But you know, we're I feeding mean, into yeah. the machine. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think that like, somebody's listening to this podcast. They should be reading a book. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of interesting that like uh, you know, the, the Green Arrow was always for the left and. As the left has kind of become lost, Green Arrow's kind of become lost. Yeah, that is interesting. 
dynamic. So I have honestly think the arrow group energy dynamic. Oh, I know. I know. But now, like, Green Lantern's become, like, such, like, its own thing. Like, it's, yeah. it's hard to, like, imagine it. Like, it, it's hard it's to imagine so Green Lantern even walking the streets with Green Arrow anymore. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Like, I don't, I mean, does Green Air, does Green Lantern even have any storylines on Earth? I don't know. Unless he's, unless he's with the Justice League. Right. You know? It's um, always some intergalactic. I mean, it's like, you know, the Green Lantern comic book has become Star Wars in a way. Um, and that's not a bad thing. It's just no, it's, it's just changed. You know? I mean, there's only so many times you want to see Superman, you know, save a kitten from a tree. Um, and you got to have, and that, that is kind of the problem with with comic books. You know, we bitch about these arcs and everything, but at the same time, it's like they got to write about something, and they've been writing about it every week for fucking eighty years. You know? Yeah, this is mean, so, a definite challenge. I, I yeah. think you know, you know what I find interesting is that like they have such a hard time creating new interesting villains. You yeah. know, like, it's so rare that a new villain pops up and, like, sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Who was the last villain that's... I mean, there's been, like, 18 iterations of Zod. None of them have, have lasted very long. I think, too and, powerful and I think for last. Batman, I think, that the, the, I think that this Court of Owls thing will probably stick. Yeah, there actually is a new... There's, like, a Super Owl, right? Yeah, he, he was created by the Court of Owls to be, like, their enforcer. Because Batman didn't take the mantle or something. Yeah, and he's like a uh, he, he's there's actually some depth to him. Like so, that's cool. Um, Isn't he supposed to be like Bruce Wayne's brother? That I don't something? know because I only read the first arc. Yeah, but then he's not his brother. Or no, or Martha Wayne and Thomas Wayne had another kid, and maybe Bruce Wayne's another kid. Who fucking knows? Oh, I hope that's not the case. I mean, you know, I mean, like it might be the case for like five issues. Like right. you know, Ben like Ben Riley being the real Spider Man. And Peter Parker being the clone for you know thirty years, and oh, we were just joking. Psych. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, like, in I think like. What do you mean you don't like Superman's mullet? Okay, we'll make him red. We'll make him two people. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Marvel has like even a harder time. Like, they have a harder. They have a hard enough time making their old villains too. Um. Yeah, I guess so. Like, I, I'm glad they brought Harry Osborn back. I mean, uh, Norman. Yeah, like he, like he's a great villain. You know, like Norman Osborn's a great villain. Magneto, obviously. Yeah, but Magneto. I, but like, I, I always. I just read, the... like you know, Onslaught is like a bullshit X Men. Yeah. And Red Skull is like a great villain. But I just read. I'm reading this Axis book, and they basically just made Red Skull into. And how he's like yeah. red onslaught. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! Isn't onslaught Xavier? Yes, yes. Well, Red like Skull has like... Xavier. Red Skull has Xavier in him. Axis sounds limp. <laughs> How's that possible? <laughs> I want you inside me. <laughs> you don't understand that nothing works from the waist down, buddy. That's going to be a difficult <laughs> prospect. <laughs> Charles is like, hey, look, you're going to have to be inside me, unfortunately. So. <laughs> have you heard the phrase, playing pool with a rope? <laughs> it's not It's not going to happen there, Pally. Uh, I, I can't even yeah, Red imagine. Skull, Red Skull is German, so he's probably in his position. That's true. Well, I can't even imagine, like, uh, Professor X being intimate. Yeah. Like, you know, like, but I guess it could be a good time, like, if you were Professor X, because, like, 
you know, there's, uh, there's those few things that you've always wanted to do that you're not sure she's up for, but then you just put your two fingers to your forehead. That <laughs> <laughs> shit just starts happening. Next thing you know, you're Probably. getting <laughs> and, and, and they're holding Can your we... limp, they're holding your limp legs by the back of your knees. <laughs> Come grab my dead dick. God, we had a good conversation. Um, I mean, what did we go see a movie? What, what were we doing? Um, it doesn't, doesn't matter. You're driving someplace. Yeah, we were coming back from somewhere, and um, we were talking about like, uh, would you ever let a chick uh, ram you? You know, put put on put on like the strap on. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, and I was like, I was like, I guess if it was like a pro, I'm not going to be the one you train on. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what you said. That's not what you said. What you said you said like like if some chick was like. Hey, let me let me uh, milk your prostate. I, I'm a pro. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, but good, I'm not gonna enough. be the one you train on. <laughs> I, let, I let her get. A, I let her have a go. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yeah. God, you know what's funny? Something about the fourth episode of every podcast I'm on is the ass play podcast because we had this conversation on beer and bolters for you as well but you know what was funny to me is like i'm i I still can't help but imagine uh professor x holding the back of his knees with one with one arm because they're like just limp noodles and uh letting like more moria mctaggart just (laughs) myra Myra mctaggart have her way with his his backside I mean the, the 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 sick part about it. I mean you you know X Men first first class. He's literally uh using using his uh, powers to run the game in college. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, dude. Like every every teenage boy with powers at that point is gonna be a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, oh, you know, dude, like that. that uh, this is a side conversation, but I, I put I put uh, Bobby on the, on the Joe Rogan podcast. He listened to the episode that he likes. The guy there talking about testosterone and how like these dudes who uh, they've gone through uh, sexual yeah, that'll do. Anyway, so like you know, like one identified as a lesbian, and does I remember like being on the bus and looking at women that I found attractive, attractive, like, oh wow, you know, she's really cute. I wonder what she's doing today. Oh, I love her hair. Look at those shoes; they're so cute. You know, I wonder if she's a nice person. I wonder what her favorite book is to read. And then she starts getting testosterone treatment, and she's like, oh, look at that ass. Look at those tits. Mm, I want to lick it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then she's like, oh my god. Yeah. Is this like, how they? Like, now I totally. Is this how they walk around all the time? Yeah. That's yeah. funny, man. Well, because like, wanna... like you know, like that's 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 why telepathy as a power be a terrible thing for mankind oh, to have oh yeah because i mean the yeah. f- the first thing like like the first qu- like whenever i look at a woman you know like i mean i'm just being honest <laughs> the, 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 it doesn't matter 500 pounds you know it's just you know a, a woman let me let me make sure i clarify that not a not a girl but a, a grown woman the first thing i think of is like the first question that enters my mind is would i 
And then I and and then I answered that question. Sometimes I'm surprised. And then you become my, a human being again. Yeah, and then I become a human being. Again. <laughs> I, like, I, I, sometimes sometimes I'm shocked and disgusted by my answer. Yeah. And they call, you know they call that invasive thoughts. And the more you try to block them, the more they 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 come up. The more you try to think about like don't think about that. Oh, yeah, whatever yeah. you do, man, don't think about a white elephant. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Stop thinking about white elephants. Do not think about what white elephants. So, yeah, man. Like we, um, you know, what's you know what's also interesting about that, which which I I would love to research further, is how like in other countries, like men men can be men and women can be women, and it's okay. You can like meet a woman, kiss her on the cheek, and you're not like a super perv, you know. But like here, we're so like. We're just, we're just petty assholes. That's what it is, man. We're just petty assholes that just think, you know, like everybody's wrong for everything. You know, we, we've got some guilty shit going on in this country, man. Puritan, the Puritans just done fucked this up, man. You know? Anyway, you still there? Yeah, yeah. I'm just, you know, yeah. we, went from, we went from Puritans to Charles Xavier holding his limp legs. With- <laughs> <laughs> in ass plate. <laughs> Milking my prostate. Oh, my God, dude. Man, I almost pissed myself on that one. Oh, we should just but have yeah. fucking. We should just have a podcast of us driving around and random shit that comes out of our mouths. Yeah. So, so. To, to so to recap real quick, uh, Arkham Asylum, <laughs> Batman, uh, Batman Year One, Bruce Wayne Murderer, Bruce Wayne Fugitive, uh, Batman Cataclysm, Batman No Man's Land, Killing Joke. Uh, war drums and war games and war zone or whatever it is, war, all war the crimes. war ones. Yeah, they're pretty good. And uh, uh no, uh, zero year is worth a read. This is a head. Yeah, um, some of the the JL, JLA stuff around the ta- the Tower of Babel. Yeah, Tower of Babel. Good. Um, yeah. and that should that should and then Dark Knight Returns and uh, Dark Knight Strikes Again. If you're dealing with the what about the Batman animated series, man? Have you have you gone back and watched that recently? I have not. I, I've been watching them because my kids are getting into it, and it, it's interesting how Batman's character gets more and more badass to Justice League Unlimited, which you know it makes sense because right. you know he's got to compete with these other characters. But it's like the last episode of Justice League Unlimited, he's like dodging Darkseid's fucking Omega beams. And like Dark Side, he's like, wow, no mortal has ever been able to, you know, been agile enough to, to block my Omega Beams. But then you watch like episode two or three of the animated series, and like Batman's <laughs> in a fist fight with some thug for like twenty minutes. You know yeah, I mean? Bruno, like, he can't, beat, he can't, he can't uh, beat Bruno, but he can jump out of a Dark Side's Omega Beam. Yeah, yeah, you know, and like I, you know, like don't get me wrong, man, I love the new Batman costume. I've wanted this Batman costume since. Heard about Batman Begins when I first saw the Batman Begins. There was some some uh, promo art with it, like in a white background, and I just hated the way it looked. I was like, oh, he looks he looks all puffy. Like the costume looks puffy. I wanted, you know, I, I wanted gray and black. You know, I wanted Batman uh, Dead End, the the fan film Batman Dead End. I mean, it it worked. It translated well to film. The guy's Batman costume looked awesome, and like everybody's got to do this fucking body armor bullshit. Um, and not to say that, you know, in the comic books, 
there's sometimes Batman's got body armor on that just looks sleek, and of course it's 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 a cartoon. I mean, it's, I mean it's a drawing. You can make it look like whatever, and it'll translate well to film. Um, but I always thought that like Batman in the movies needs to have some kind of like advanced like you know battle armor that is is still as thin as light as cloth but like can take an impact like some of this like smart armor they're talking about like they're like darp is inventing right now like it's like a a t-shirt but when you shoot it it becomes rigid to become body armor like i don't think it's much of a stretch and they could do that and i hope they do something like that in the in the batman v superman where you know he is you know flexible and fast and can move through it but like his costume is actually some fucking space aged never you know seen before more streamlined tech tech than iron man shit now, I wouldn't mind that at all. Give me that, you know. Yeah, so. it's like I, I know you're under, like I, I'm. I'm. I have an open mind about this Ben Affleck Batman, and I think that Ben Affleck's going to do a good job. But I am calling it Fat Neck Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, Dude, look. fucking Christopher Bale's neck was ten times fatter in in Batman Begins. No, sir. Oh, dude, you they. Need to, you, need to bring up you need to bring up some pictures he's just like he's just beefcake batman no no it's big fat neck batman. batman it's so big <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous um but i think but that I, heard, just, I heard he can turn his head with it well that's cool no, but i think that it's just because like uh dark, it, dark it's shot in such like bright areas that it looks crazy i think like when he's in shadows like it'll look fine yeah um, it's, it's it's the same thing that happened with Probably gonna be the same thing that happened when I saw Batman Begins. Like the the production photos, you know, it looked like it looked like puffy puff, puffy Panther Batman. And th- then once I saw it in the film, it translated perfectly and it looked awesome. There was no issue with it at all. So you know, I'm sure it's I'm, you know it's probably gonna be the same way. Dude, it's fucking Zack Snyder, man. Like no, I, I think trust. the movie's gonna be, I think the movie's gonna be great. But I'm sending you this yeah. picture now, and oh god, like it's like. His neck is so wide. Fucking showed Batman. <laughs> it's like it's like it's wide and short. <laughs> uh, let me see. I'm telling you, man. I, I want to find a picture. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, but you know, his head can be forward, and his and his he's got big traps, and the way his cape is folded. I'm okay with this, man. You know? like it, it's still like his head his head to his neck is still more parallel than Christopher. Nolan shit. Christopher no, there's Nolan's no Batman. indentation. Like your head, like like a head should be like something, and then there should be like a smaller cylinder below the head, and then the shoulders. This is head shoulders. Like it's so wide. I hear you, man. It's like true. All right, here we go. This is perfect. You cannot tell me this neck is fatter than the neck. That you're currently seeing it, it now. It might not be. All right. Shit. Now we're having a visual argument on our fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, it makes for good podcasting. It's so dumb. But I don't know if you guys like Google. All right, now ben you look Affleck. at those pictures side by side. Hold on. If you look, like, if you the, Google Ben Affleck Batman, it's the first picture that comes up with the white background. That's what we're looking at. Yeah, but even this, look look where his jaw is. Like, there's an out, it goes out away from the neck. Yeah, but because this camera angle is looking up and your camera angle is looking down. No, my camera angle is looking straight on. Straight on at a downward angle. 
<laughs> anyway, let's wrap up. Um, as usual, hey, look, let me let me give these guys the information now. So you can find us on Facebook. Search Nerd Rage Radio, and it'll be the podcast logo with um, the damaged Joker, uh, Cesar Romero, as uh, the background, as the cover photo. And we are also on Twitter, and our Twitter, 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 yeah. Twitter handle. <laughs> find me on Twitter. Oh, hey, hey, real quick, real quick. Before, like, I want to make a comment about what I just did. Have you seen how everybody's outraged at John Lennon for like, like he was on stage like back in the '60s and did like a goofy like, you know, mocking of, you know, incapable people. How everybody's no. outraged. Oh, no. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, just outrage for the sake of outrage, man. I mean, like, God, everybody knows John Lennon was a dick. Who cares? You know, why is yeah. it even worth? Like, it's not a worthy conversation except to talk about people's outrage. So you can follow us on Twitter at, at NerdRageCast. And uh, we're on YouTube also, but I don't think we have anything on YouTube. And we, now we have the podcast available on Stitcher, Podbean, and Podcentric or some shit. I don't know. It's it's like the, the one that I think that you can play on your Xbox. I'm not sure. Um, and yeah, and if you want to hear Adam and his degenerates talk about 40k you can check out beers and bolters on everything and if you want to hear me and my degenerates talk about transformers you can check out Shattercast uncut on all of the usual nonsense as well and i'm looking at more pictures of batman with a jawline um no dude that but that bottom picture is like the same uh oh look at the indentation look at the indentation from jaw to neck on the the last shot with his on the last shot with his fists up because the, the the one that you shot is just a is a flatter black. You can't see it. It's a no, flatter black. No, it has nothing to do with that. I'm looking at I'm I'm looking at the, the, the Affleck one. I can see the white outline of where the jaw is. There's no differentiation between jaw and neck. It's just neck. <laughs> neck. <laughs> <laughs> but look at this neck, it's like rolling. Like this Batman with it looking down, his neck is like it's got a neck roll. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. I don't care for that either. But I, I, I like that better. Um, but I agree that the neck roll. I, I, I do, I do think I like. I kind of like that one. Batman with the so different. They are very different. Anyway. Anyway, we'll um, be back. I, next I, oh, I, yeah, I did buy a, I did buy a blog too. Did I tell you about that? No. Yeah, bought the Space Wolves blog. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. How much, how much did that run you? Can you talk about I'm it? Not to, I'm not telling you that on air. Okay. Yeah, on your mind. My wife might listen to this. Okay, well, text it to me. I'm very <laughs> curious. It's pretty awesome, though. But the, uh, the owner of it, his, dad, his name is also Adam. Really sweet. Uh, out of the hobby for a while. I got to know him. I don't feel guilty about the Dark Universe project. Awesome writer, too. If you guys are from the UK, Give it a like, give it a favorite. Hey, we, gotta, right. we also got to ask questions about that intro outro. Yeah, if um, so, like the intro outro is just like a, a rough, a rough thing that we just have on there for now. If you have a wife or girlfriend with a super sexy voice, feel free to send send it in with her saying the uh, 
what the the lines that are on there. If you need a uh, a uh, if you need it written, let us know, and she can be immortalized as the official spokesperson for the intro of the Nerve Rage Radio podcast. If she is Russian or English, Ooh. even better. Ooh. Even better. I'm moving my jaw left and right as I say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm down, anyway. man. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. All right, later, guys. All right. <laughs>